Welcome to Fire Breathing Kittens, an actual play podcast. Each episode microplot is a complete adventure with a beginning and end that fits into an overarching macroplot of the whole season. Because they stand sturdily on their own, you can listen to these adventures in any order and can skip any you don't enjoy. Today, we are playing using the combat mechanics from the game called Monster of the Week by Evil Hat Productions. It's a Powered by the Apocalypse game, and you can find them at evilhat.com. Build your own Monster of the Week character and play a game with friends. Speaking of friends, today we are joined by Pearl. Well, hello, everybody. It has been a little while since I've joined the Fire Breathing Kittens on a little gallivanting adventure, but I'm happy to say that I'm back and better than ever. My uh, body has grown quite a bit since the last time you've seen me. My horns, which were just coming in, have now grown quite long. There are pieces of them floating right above my forehead and temple, and my tail has gotten quite long and thick. My scales are also almost entirely a deep purple hue, although there is still some pale lavender on the front of me. I've honed a little bit more of my magic and charm, and... I'm ready to have some fun. And Errol. Uh, hello, everybody. Uh, Errol Corvidbow. I am a four-foot-tall halfling. Uh, I have a large, wide-brimmed hat with a feather protruding from the side. I wear an eye patch over my right eye with a burn scar down the right side of my face, as well as a puffy shirt, gold rings on my fingers, and a new pair of shiny boots. Uh, I am currently packing a box full of crystals to ship to Arn Yilvaby. And Chico. Hi there, nice to meet you. I'm Chico Barrett. I'm a three foot four inch tall desert cottontail rabbit full. I got tan fur, white chin and belly, and orange paws. And on this adventure, I've decided to wear out my hero outfit from uh, Humble Pod. It's your typical superhero tights, except it's made with a, it's an enchanted knitted wool. You are all in the Fire Breathing Kittens Guild Hall. The guild is a large building with a bar, a sitting area with wooden tables and chairs, and a wall with a cork board and job flyers posted. Uh, Except for there seems to not be job flyers, but a card on the board. What are you up to? Pearl is sitting at the bar, but not facing towards the bar. Instead, they're turned around and inspecting the rather interesting leggings on Chico's body. And it's just debating whether or not they should really say anything. Oh, hey there. Nice to meet you. I see you looking at my outfit. Oh, you speak. I thought that you were somebody's pet. Excuse me. I think I'm somebody's pet. Well, I am a rabbit. I guess that makes sense. Nice to meet you. Uh, What's your name? Oh, my name is Pearl. It's so nice to meet you. What's your name? I'm Chico. I'm just... You know, your typical farmer rabbit folk here doing typical farmer rabbit folk things. Interesting. You know, there was another Chico that I meant quite the uh, vagrant, but on the up and up from last I heard. You don't happen to have any relation to him, do you? Oh, I know that that person. I've never met him before, but Lotharius told me all about him. Oh, good. Well, I did want to ask about what you're wearing. I've traveled quite a lot, and I can't say I've really seen these types of leg wear before. Oh, well, this is a pretty snazzy little outfit. I've, I realize it actually gives me a little bit of protection when I put it on. Got this from a, from a, from a vigilante, from a vigilante hero out there in uh, 
can't remember the name of that place, but some woods out, some backwoods out there. I, I got into quite a tussle and got my ass whooped, and then, you know, <laughs> and then that that vigilante was like, "I'll take you on my wing, and I'll have you become my assistant." And that was the last I ever saw. What does the R stand for? Rabbit. He said, "That's it. Just he just stands there proud." Oh, hello! I almost didn't see you there. Uh, I'm Pearl, and you are. Uh, Errol Corvid, bow at your service. I've I've heard a, a lot about you. Uh, my my friend Lothario speaks highly of you. Oh, good. I haven't heard anything about you. Oh, that I. I'm joking. I've heard so much. <laughs> I was about to say this is this is Errol. Errol's cheeks are turning red. <laughs> He's embarrassed. <laughs> he didn't know what to do with that one. Uh, let's see what this card says. So, Errol, are you opening it? Uh, sure, I'll go look at the card. As you pull it out, the envelope is plain, but it has some like crayon scribbles on it to address it to the Fire Breathing Kittens Guild. As you pull it open, a puff of confettied mushrooms fly out, and written in a, a child's handwriting in crayons, it says... It's my birthday soon. Can you come visit Fire Breathing Kittens? I know you haven't been to Hell Casino in a long time, and I really miss you guys, and it would be a lot of fun to have you there. And it's signed by Opie Whitespore. This sounds like another fun adventure we can go on, just like the last one and the one before that. There might be cake. GM, you said confettied mushrooms. Are these mushrooms in the shape of confetti, or are they? They're, it's confetti in the shape of mushrooms. How interesting! I just, I'm just a just like little, like itty bitty, like little mu- miniature mushrooms, just like poof and bouncing across the yes. the rest, like the for floor. some reason that's what I saw as well. I didn't see like confetti in the shape of mushrooms. I saw tiny mushrooms just. It could be one and the same. <laughs> it's this, a trick of the light. <laughs> this hell casino, this sounds like Ava's kind of territory. How much do you guys read of your fellow adventurers' adventures? Absolutely nothing. I've Chico's thinking, I've never heard of this place. I I don't know if I would know, but I would act like I know. So are we supposed to hold hands in the circle like before and say abracadabra? <laughs> and then we teleport to hell or something? I don't know. Um, the casino, I don't know. Do I think there mon- might be different magic words for this one. Mm, are you well versed in magic, Errol? Yes, I, I'm quite knowledgeable. Oh. And I'm also pretty good at potion making as well. Oh, really? Show me. Well, I'm, I, you know, my lab is a little messy at this moment. I'll, I'll get back to you. We'll, we'll, we'll check it out after the adventure. Fair enough. <laughs> Although you should be able to do some magic right now, right? And Pearl just kind of holds out their hand and there's a little poof of fire. You know, just imagine like the produce flame spell or something from D&D. And she extinguishes it. Wow, that's amazing. Oh, well, thank you. I could do something like that, too. Watch. I hold out my hand and a carrot pierce. <laughs> That's incredible. <laughs> you just get sustenance whenever you want. Yeah, it's a carrot. <laughs> he's so proud of holding up. You could eat it. Um, Errol's going to take his hand and he's going to bend 
uh, the thumb on one hand so it's bent in half and then he's gonna put his other thumb in there and like move it so it looks like he's like pulling his thumb off and he's gonna go (laughs) astounding truly a work of art i've never seen anything like it it's a trick my uh my foster mother showed me oh your foster mother is quite um talented um pearl while you're watching this you kind of vaguely remember a direction you can travel for the hell casino but i do have a question for all of you pearl errol and chico what are you gonna do for a birthday gift Hmm. Well, I do know quite the happy birthday tune. I suppose I could always bring the magic of music as a gift. I can craft up something real quick. Oh, is it another carrot? Oh, or perhaps a turnip? Oh, no, no, it's one of of these. And he reaches into his backpack and he pulls out a little straw rabbit doll. Aww. Yeah, I'm pretty good with my hands. I haven't... Really done anything really big in a while, but I'll, I'll do something up something up for them real quick. And he uh, starts working on something. Dur- during my description, I mentioned that I was packing a box full of crystals. I'll go back and I will take one large like quartz crystal out and I will close the box and I'll just take that one with me. How big is this crystal? Uh, I would say it's like paperweight sized. Hmm, wow. Perfect to crush a guardian's head with. <laughs> that's that's harsh uh. oh no I mean it's just something I thought about if anything I'm the harsh one <laughs> Errol yes. how confident are you oh no not Errol Chico how confident are you in your doll making skills very confident I'm going to be working on something real quick while we're here at the guild hall roll Act under pressure? Yeah. Or just, or roll me 2d6 just to see how the doll turns out. Mm-hmm. I got a five total. Why do okay. I add to it? Mm. Or do I add anything? Are you trying to infuse it with magic? Like, no, mag- no, no magic. I'd probably okay. use charm, wouldn't I? Yeah, I would say charm. Mm-hmm. So that's a six total. Okay, so it's like middle of the road by the time you guys are getting ready to leave. And if you want before you walk in, you can always try to improve it. It's a, it's mm-hmm. a good doll. It's not your best work, though. Mm-hmm. I can imagine like the ears are falling off a bit. I was it's rushed. A little, little wonky. Mm-hmm. But it but it, it functions. It's fine. Um, so you guys do know where to head. How are you going to get to Hell Casino? Train, carriage... Magical hoopla. It's really up to you. <laughs> now, last time I went to Hell Casino, I believe we took a train. Oh, so you'll be able to guide us then. Definitely. Perfect. I'll rely on you, Errol. Alrighty, you guys head towards the train station. And as you're going through, roll... Nah, don't roll anything. As you're going through, you guys notice there seems to be an awful lot of flyers for purple boot theater like an insane amount of flyers that have different shows on every single one pearl is definitely going to go up to the wall and just grab one i mean if there are so many no one's going to miss a single one um does it say any details about the show or 
what it is even it says it says join purple boot theater one night only the enchanted masquerade it's going to be a magical time well chico errol look at this Seems as though there is a masquerade taking place soon. I feel like you'll fit right in, Chico. <laughs> yep, I sure will. Wrap it in a little top hat. I wonder if we can find a big enough top hat for me, though. I'm pretty large for a rabbit. But what if we miss the birthday party? As you mm. continue to read, the letters seem to shift and they say, Now showing at Hell Casino. Well, perfect. It's at Hell Casino, so you can take us right there, Errol. Oh, I'm uh, so excited. Oh, hold on. Hold on one second. Oh, guys, I forgot something back at the guild hall. I think we need to go back. GM, does oh. it change? No, it's still saying Hell Casino. This paper's suspicious. <laughs> <laughs> Well, why do you say that? It seems like any other magical poster that we see around town. But I, I remember it saying Purple Boot Theater, correct? Or no, yeah. it did so, say Purple Boot Theater. And then it changed to Hell Casino? Yes, it did. Mm. Well, casinos hold shows and whatnot. I imagine this is something that they're putting on for a special occasion. What if the theater is for this person's birthday? Oh, that would be so exciting. Is there any other identifying marks or like names or anything like that on this? On the back of it, it says copyrighted by Punnett Squared. Punnett Squared. Interesting. Okay, Who, so. I'm sure from the exploits and how often she pops up in the adventures, your characters have at least heard mention of from past previous adventurers and you know that she's the owner of purple boot theater okay hmm well what do, what do you guys think do we go to the party or do we go to the enchanted masquerade well if they're being held at the same place perhaps we arrive there first and then we'll decide why stress okay. about it beforehand okay that makes sense all right so hell casino awesome uh, as you guys get to the train station, it goes seems pretty light as far as traffic to a casino. You would expect more people to be going there, but there's only a few on the train. The train ride itself isn't very significant, per se. Easy going, which is almost weird because the train usually has problems. But as you come upon the Hell Casino stop, everything is fine, and you come upon an imposing building that seems to stretch up further than the eye can see glow it with glowing yellow windows and sparkling golden doors that swing open in your presence well this is a fancy place yes i can't quite tell if i enjoy it or not i'm certainly intrigued have any of y'all ever been here before oh errol says he has yeah i've been I here mean, lots of times ah okay interesting well you you know you know the way after you. All right, right this way, everybody. <laughs> All I will right. try to I will try to take us to the Purple Boot Theater. I feel <laughs> like or, I'm sorry the uh, the Enchanted Masquerade, which is in the Hell Casino. I feel like if you're totally winging it, I feel like there should be a role there. I'm I'm okay with that. Do we yeah. get lost? Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> um, do I do I roll to make it seem like I know where I'm going, or would you like me to roll to see if I actually know where I'm going? Are you so? Are you? Is your character trying trying to impress, or just trying to figure out where to go? Uh, I'm definitely trying to make it seem like I know where I'm going without actually knowing where I'm going. So roll me act under pressure. Okay. So that is plus cool, which I have a plus one in. Uh, seven. Okay. And that says seven to nine. The keeper is going to give you a worse outcome, hard choice, or price to pay. Ooh. (laughs) (laughs) As you roll into the theater, or not the theater, as you roll into the casino... You start to take like a hard left. You're like, we have to go over there. You're very confident you have to go left. Yep. And you hear a voice behind you go, excuse me, sir. It seems like you forgot to check in at the customer service desk. Most members know this. So the price to pay is that you're a little embarrassed. However, you do see signs pointing towards theater entrances after you turn left. Uh, excuse me, sir. I'm Thomas Glissant of the Glissant family olive oil barony. I, I demand to speak to your manager. Uh, I would like to use manipulate someone. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pearl so, has just like the biggest like one, like, you know, like when the one eyebrow goes up and it's just like, okay, <laughs> going that route, huh? Okay. So. So I have an ability called Grifter. It says when you're about to manipulate someone, you can ask the keeper, what will convince this person to do what I want? So that would be my question. How can I convince them to do what I want? By convincing them they're not serving the customer. They're not serving the customer. Yes. You've been in here a lot and you know our customer, the customer service voice, who I'll describe in a little bit. Um, They are very keen on customer service and they feel like if if they fail at that then they will panic and do whatever you want ah i see so for manipulate that's plus charm Mm -hmm. uh so in that case i'm gonna say um i was supposed to have a vip tour of the casino to meet me here in the lobby and here you are accosting me, acting like I'm some ragamuffin off the street. Go ahead and roll. All right. I got a seven. Ugh, still not good. So on a seven to nine, they'll do it, but only if you do something for them right now to show you mean it. So these customer service, as you all turn around, you see a glowing white, vaguely humanoid-shaped pattern of lights Um, they seem to be bouncing around in this human shape and as you say the vip experience they kind of look at you and they tilt their head and you would you understand that if they had a face they would have been kind of confused and they go well sir you don't look like anyone on our list do you have a ticket or an invite of some sort or uh, anything? I'm not... I don't have any VIPs listed for today. I will brandish the flyer and I will say, we were invited by Punnett Squared. I don't know. At this point, Pearl, like, leans down to Chico. Pearl is pretty tall. They're, like, six foot or so. And 
they literally like, you know, that that yoga pose where you just bend at the waist to touch your toes. That's how she gets down to Chico's level. And mm. it's just like in his ear. I really don't think Errol knows what he's doing. <laughs> don't worry. He always knows what he's doing. Just roll with if, it. He's never you failed. Say so. me. He's never failed me. I've been with he's him all never life. failed you. He helped me get out of my arranged marriage with my cousin. He could do oh anything. Oh my. That <laughs> we'll, we're going to have to talk later. That sounds interesting. <laughs> but if you can do that, I suppose I'll see where this goes. And Pearl goes straight back up again into like mountain pose <laughs> and is just sitting there now. And if, if they had a bag of popcorn, they'd be eating it. Uh, as Pearl thinks of popcorn, another customer service light pops up next, next to them and goes, popcorn? Oh, I like you. Oh, shucks. Can I get some too? Of course, and a slightly smaller one that's the same height as you, Chico, pops up with a perfectly sized bag of popcorn and goes, popcorn? Oh, perfect. Thank you. Yes, thank you. And I imagine that both Pearl and Chico are just like sitting there or standing there just like eating popcorn watching Errol now. <laughs> See, it's like I told you, we are getting the VIP experience. You just got to believe it. <laughs> just gotta believe Um, so Errol as you brandish the flyer the customer service lights kind of go dim for a second before they come back and they go sir we're not sure how to tell you this but bringing in a flyer is not a VIP experience invite um Perhaps you have some other kind of invite signed by one of our employees or residents? Errol is going to put some ca- some gold coins in his palm. <laughs> He's going to see if, see if he can like uh, uh, grab their hand and put, place it in their hand. And then he's going to say, um, look, I, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. I'm just trying to impress my friends. Could you find us a nice place to sit or something? The coins fall through the light's hands. Because it is just light. <laughs> and, and hit the counter. Which oh my God. you do notice, though, as you approach the counter, like a little stool came out for you. So you are at least at the counter height. Uh, and as the coins fall, they the lights kind of look and say, well, if you're here to watch the show, it's right through there. And they point towards some doors that have a sign that say (laughs) the show title and presented by Purple Boot Theater. And they're, you know, kind of roped off. and And she continues and she says, you could always go up the elevator to the bar. Um, Our bartender is quite good. Is are you satisfied with your help today, or can I help you with anything more? And the coins, while she's saying this, are like doing the spin, spin, wobble, wobble, until <laughs> <laughs> they finally like to the counter. Oh, and it's long and excruciating, isn't it? Like they won't yes. stop making noise. Uh, without skipping a beat, I'm I'm just gonna say. Uh, excellent service as always. Thank you so much. I see our d- destination is right up ahead. 
Pearl will bend at the waist again to go and just like whisper to Errol with popcorn in her mouth. You know, I really would have just shown the the card with the mushrooms. I don't really know why he decided to give coins to an incorporeal being. It's all in the plan. You have much faith in this little man. I do. It's admirable. Very admirable. I think we're all getting along real fine. We're going to have a lot of fun here, aren't we? I'm looking around this place. Looking up, I'm guessing this. we're in a lobby and it's got like really high walls going up. You, you mentioned a elevator, so I just imagined an elevator somewhere. Just looking grand. Yes, it's actually right in front of you, glowing mm-hmm. with gold accents as well. Like the opulence of this place is obnoxious. It's mm-hmm. of somebody who had way too much money that and, they wanted to spend. Yeah, and I'm sure this popcorn's just got way too much butter. <laughs> it's just <laughs> like it's the best, probably. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Chico's just enjoying himself again. It's another one of those adventures. <laughs> <laughs> And all of this is happening while he's wearing that stupid superhero tights. <laughs> he just looks so, like he's in pajamas. <laughs> eating his popcorn. Does, does, out of quote curiosity, does Chico like carrots in his popcorn? Like carrots in my popcorn? Not really. I, I, he wouldn't okay. even think of that. Why were you thinking of there being little bits of carrots in it? Because that's what he likes. Well, yeah, I mean, he is a rabbit. So you, you gotta ask. Mm-hmm. Gotta ask. Yeah, I can imagine that being there. Like, it being specifically targeted towards him. Like, like carrot flavoring. Yeah. Yes. That's perfect. Chica notices. As soon as you say that, I, I, or, well, I Chica just happens to notice, like, ooh, they knew exactly what I would like. This is interesting. Continues munching. So, Errol, what do you do after the customer service agent <laughs> is still just staring at you like, okay, you I'll can... Ju- I'll just, I'll just walk off and follow the sign and just act like nothing bad happens. <laughs> so Pearl walks next to you, but still does the stupid bending thing <laughs> at the hips as, as she walks next to you and just says in kind of like, you know, a low tone. So what was that? Uh, I was just trying to press you guys. I have no idea what I'm doing. Oh, I'm so glad you finally admit it. You know, when someone is honest with themselves, it they just find new meaning in everything and they get more comfortable with themselves. I'm so glad you admitted that so soon. I really thought I would have to, you know, prickle you for the entire adventure. Well, there, we have so many more experienced members and, you know, it's it's hard trying to find where you fit in and Chico's always doing awesome tricks and magic, and I just, you Chico's know. Chico's mouth is just full of popcorn, just motion. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, nodding, like, just being agreeable. <laughs> but he can't stop shoving his face because it's so good. Well, you know, we do have a lot of very impressive people in the Fire Breathing Kittens Guild, but you're part of the guild, so doesn't that make you impressive already? Uh, Maybe. Hmm. Well, I suppose one can learn to have more confidence as well. All right, fearless leader, where are you taking us? I was just following the signs. No, more confidence, Errol, more confidence. As you follow the sign, 
How do you walk through the door, Errol, after being told to have more confidence? Uh, I'm feeling a little. He, I'm feeling a little deflated at the moment. So, I don't. I don't. I don't think he's a. It t- might take him a minute to recover from from, from this event. <laughs> and are is he going through the theater doors or up the elevator? Um, the theater doors, because that's where the the elevator was for the bar, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. So that's that's where I would go is to the theater doors first. So as you walk through the theater doors, the lights are completely up in the audience in the house of the theater. And sitting at the front, you see a few people. One of them is a succubus dressed in red, ruby red, in fact, uh, Jessica Rabbit-esque dress. And her hair is all curled, and she's kind of wearing what looks like potentially a sparkling tiara. Um, Another person is kind of kneeled down next to her. And he is a succubus. He's six feet tall. His hair color is electric blue. He has tan skin and bright eyes, but more impressively are the dark blue wings that are kind of flapping out behind him. And a third person is sitting in the front seat crying, and he's not very tall, and he has pointed ears, and his hair is red, and his skin is pale, and you can't see his eyes, but he is wearing overalls and a red shirt, and he is a-balling. Hmm, I feel like we stumbled into something rather sensitive. Errol, Chico, do one of you know how to eavesdrop? I'd love to know what they're talking about. Hmm. Let me let me think for a second. Well, Errol, you're good at sneaking too, right? I I, I can do it sometimes. Well, why don't you do do that thing that uh Pearl was talking about, that confidence thing, yeah. That that word. And you can go out and do it. <laughs> I'm still here and uh you know, I still got some popcorn left. <laughs> Roll investigate a mystery. Yeah, I'll I'll do that. That's a uh... sharp. Sharp plus sharp. And just so our listeners know, this DM, if you haven't listened to some of my previous episodes, does play a little bit of Calvin Ball with the rules. So don't <laughs> add us, but give us a review. <laughs> um, so I got a, I got an eight. An eight. So on an eight, you hold one. So on a seven to nine, you hold one, which means you can ask one of the following questions. What happened here? What sort of creature is it? What can it do? What can hurt it? Where did it go? What was it going to do? What is being concealed here? I think what happened here is probably the most uh, pertinent question. Yes. So as how is he sneaking in? Is he like army crawling? Is he just kind of creeping? What is he doing to get closer? Um, this is a theater, right? Yes. So I imagine I would duck in between the seats because I imagine like as four foot, I don't think I'm much taller than the seats. So I would just... Uh, try to get as close as I could by weaving between the aisles and using the seats as cover. Maybe pull the feather in my cap down. (laughs) As you weave and you get closer, you hear um, the crying, of course, even though it was kind of echoing, but you can kind of start to make out words. And the little elf child goes, I thought they would come. And they haven't come, and I just wanted friends here, and and the the 
the Miss Punnett isn't here anymore. It's just the worst birthday ever. <gasps> and um, the little kid and the two that are in front of the little kids, um, the one with the blue wing goes, hey, little dude, like, I'm sure they'll come. I'm sure people will come for your birthday. But like, what if we got some like root beer floats while we waited? They're probably just late. The, you know, the train likes to break down. And the woman goes, darling, darling, don't let anyone else get you down. You have to make your own happiness. Perhaps we do your own performance. Don't, I'm sure Punnett is trying to get here. It can't be her fault that they're gone. Um, Errol at this point will uh, pop out and and go over directly to the child and say, uh, ex- excuse me, I happen to find this magical rock and I'll pull the crystal out and I will show it to the child. And I'll say, uh, I believe it was uh, meant for an Opie white spore. Is there an Opie white spore? Uh, the little kid is just like, it's me. He's like trying to like wipe tears and stop crying. Uh, this is a uh, magic crystal dug from the uh, olive oil farms outside of Glissant Family Farms. They wanted to give it to you as a birthday present. He he kind of regards you for a second and the tears have stopped just for a second. And then he goes, but I don't even like olive oil. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> the dumb kid, I love it. And the the man that's in front of him, the, the woman is trying not to laugh. She has covered her mouth and has turned away. And the succubus that's in front of him goes, "Hey, little dude, it's not olive oil. It's like a magic rock thingy." I'm thinking, and he's like looking at you like, "It's a magic rock, right? Like it's not olive oil, right?" It is actually an olive oil repellent stone. Hearing that little kid perks up and he goes, really? Because cause I, I only like mushroom oil and I really, really hate olive oil. <laughs> no olive oil was used in the making of this crystal. <laughs> um, and so he, t- he takes the crystal from you. Where is your, remind me where your tattoo is. Uh, for Errol, it would be... Uh, on his upper arm, but he lo- like usually keeps his sleeves rolled up, but on his upper arm in case he wants to like cover it. Um, so it's not visible right now then. Well, I would say his sleeves are rolled up at the moment. Um, he Opie sees your tattoo and he goes, oh, "Are you with the guild?" Uh, why yes, I am. He goes, oh, "Look, they did she he's like tugging on the clothes of the other two. He's like, "They did come. They did come. You didn't lie to me. But but there's only one of you. Where don't you usually... Aren't there more? Did, did only one person want to come to my no, birthday? No, no, no. They just wanted to... <laughs> they just wanted to make a grand entrance. They will be here any minute. And my friends will make the best entrance of all. Poof. <laughs> I appear. <laughs> An explosion of hay right next to Errol. Happy birthday! I got something for you. I'd like to make a roll to like really quickly kind of add on to the thing. I'm going to use magic. What I'd yes. like to do is I'd like to use magic to add little carrots as ears sticking out of the head. So that'll be rolling plus weird. Mm-hmm. All right. And, and this will be 
Ooh, that's a good roll. So that's um, a 13 total. Ooh, so on a 10 plus, the magic works without issues. Choose your effect. Um, so usually, listeners, um, magic is used in an interesting way. So you have a couple different effects. Effects inflict harm, enchant a weapon, do one thing that is beyond human limitations, um, bar a place or portal to a specific person. I'm going with this is enchanting a weapon. Um, the doll is now a weapon. <laughs> oh, great. The kid has two things to bludgeon people with. <laughs> it's, yep. it's a very solid doll. But how do you make improvements? What improvements other than being solid do you do? Oh, it the improvements, like I say, it's like the magic of my carrots. So what, what happens is carrots stick out. I, I was mentioning before how like the ears are falling off. I'm like, okay, the heck with these ears. And then I ha- use magic to make the ear give it ears give it two carrot ears yeah they're they're perfect carrot ears Mm -hmm. and opie looks at you and he goes this is i i've got fun with my special doll collection and he still like has that hiccuping going on (laughs) but he's starting to calm down pearl how does your entrance go yeah so seeing this pearl will take out her lyre and just start to play and walks down grandiosely towards Opie singing happy birthday to you happy birthday to you happy Happy birthday dear Opie happy birthday to you and then just kind of like does like a flutter with her hands is like makeshift confetti, but there's no confetti there. <laughs> roll act under pressure. And since everybody else saying you guys can roll the help action or you can just. Take- oh, yeah. I know how I'll help. Yeah. I'm going to make confetti. Oh, um, that'd be awesome. Yeah. Uh, I'll just roll okay. regular help. Is it plus? It is plus. Let me find it. Mm-hmm. Plus cool. I just found it. Yes. Plus cool. Uh, That's cool. Okay, I got. See, it's a good. I've got zero, but I got a ten total. So. Oh, nice. Very nice. So it's a good thing I took the level up improvement for plus one cool. That will give me not a negative. (laughs) (laughs) So I rolled an eight total. Uh, What does the help do? Uh, Mine. I rolled an eleven, and it gives a plus one. So plus one to whatever you rolled. So and a plus, plus one for me. Mm-hmm. So that's a 10. Perfect. I'd like to make the confetti just hay. Yes. <laughs> because I'm a creative bunny rabbit from the farm. And did you just help out via singing, Errol? Uh, I also did an interpretive dance. <laughs> it was oh, really I'm, good i'm imagining like from fantasia where it's like one of the musical pieces and it's just like a bunch of dancing mushrooms <laughs> yeah i try i try to interpretive dance a mushroom <laughs> and it worked out great opie is cheering and clapping by the end of it um, and as you guys kind of come down the blue winged being kind of holds out his hand for a fist bump and he goes hey dudes i'm bruce uh glad you could make it 
could have been here a little faster, but that's okay. Uh, I'm assuming Fire Breathing Kittens Guild, all of you? That's correct. Absolutely. And Pearl's tattoo is actually very visible. It's like right in the middle of her chest. So it's always visible because she always wears like a bandeau. Mine is on his upper arm similar to um, similar to Errol, but I've got that outfit on. So not going to be able to slide my sleeve up. Perfect. So as you guys are coming forward, Opie is like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad you guys are here. And see, I do have friends and and, and they did come and, and look at look at the cool crystal and they gave me a doll and, and a really pretty song. And like, he's just 100 miles a minute going. Uh, and as he's recounting the last like 20 minutes of his life to everybody who is there for the last 20 minutes of his life. <laughs> The doors slam open, and in comes a rather worn-down-looking man. He has black hair and really sad, sunken eyes. And he stumbles in, and Ruby, who um, introduces herself in between Opie's blathering as Ruby Hemorrhage, kind of steps forward and rolls her eyes and goes, Ugh, not him again. And as he comes in, he calls out, he goes, Ruby, I, 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 it's the shadows that the, the shadows are, are, are making me lose. And, and he's, you feel like he's drunk and just kind of mumbling. And he's claiming that the shadows are making him lose. And Ruby kind of walks up to him and goes, I'm trying to find his name. Just had it. Ah, and Ruby walks up to him and goes, Ah, lucky, darling, darling, you know better than to interrupt me when I am with my ward and getting prepared for a night of entertainment. Get out. <laughs> um, and the man kind of hangs himself off of her and she kind of looks at you guys like, <laughs> like she's trying to keep it together, but uh, you get she's going to murder the man in a second. <laughs> uh, well, Pearl being tall will sidle over to the other side of Lucky and kind of shift his weight onto their shoulders. And Pearl just says, well, you do seem a little uh, unstable right now. Why don't we go and uh, help you out? Let's just sit you down in one of these seats, shall we? And Pearl will try and walk down the aisle a ways and just sit him down in one of the theater seats or on the floor if there are no seats. Roll manipulate someone. All right. And that is plus charm. Yes. Okay. So that's a nine. So close to a 10, which is a full success. On a seven to nine, they'll do it, but only if you do something to prove that you mean it. If you asked too much, they'll tell you if anything will take, it'll take for them to do it. So as you're kind of stumbling under Lucky's weight, he's still muttering about the shadows making him lose. And he goes, well, I'm the luckiest man alive. That's why they call me Lucky Lawson. Uh, in fact, that's what my father called me the day I was born. And I cannot believe these. And he's like hiccuping and he goes, oh, you're such, such a pretty per Yes, I'm a, dra I'm a dragon kin. It's all right, love. Uh what are these shadow things that you keep talking about, Mr. Lucky Lawson? He goes, don't, they, they come out from the machine and there's weird things happening and I've been here 
for I don't know how long, and I've always been winning in ahead, and now I'm so, so far behind. And, and some, all the, all the other, all th I, and he, like, passes out in your arms. <laughs> oh, well then. And Prol just dumps him on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> Tico was kind of hiding behind a chair listening. I heard that. They're like, them shadow demons coming out of the, the coin machines, or what do you say? Something about... Yeah, something about shadows making him lose. He was so far ahead, and now he's so far behind. Well, I think he just sucks at playing the games. That would be my initial thought as well. Uh, Miss Ruby, do you have any thoughts about this? Is this man normally like this? Well, uh, she kind of straightens her dress, and she goes, Well, a gambler... Always is on a lucky streak, aren't they? But he isn't wrong. There have been some weird things happening around here. And it's... I mean, you just have to see it for yourself, but mostly... And little Opie kind of wanders up and she he goes, But it, it's like it's like the Miss Punnett and her, and her troupe, the pur Purple Theater troupe, they're supposed to be here for my birthday. She promised she would perform her, her magic show, and, and I know it was a late change, and, and I know it took magic to, like, fix out all the posters and, and make it so that way everybody would come here to watch them, but she she usually is on on time in here, and, and she made a promise, and you, and, and you don't break promises. I'm sure I'm sure she didn't intend to break her promise. Something probably kept her from getting here. She wouldn't miss your birthday. And you know what, Opie? We're going to make sure she doesn't miss your birthday. We're going to find Miss Punnett, aren't we? Is she talking to Yo, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did, did, Pearl's like not looking at either of you two, but it's, it, it's definitely one of those things like it's the kid's birthday. <laughs> Yeah. I'm up I'm up for it. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah, of course I'd want to help him out. And I want to figure out what's going on with these shadows and where Punnett is and all this stuff. Yeah. It sounds like fun. Well, if Ruby's kind of pointing at uh, Bruce and she goes, well, Bruce, darling, will you keep an eye on Opie? I know uh, you have one of your trainee bartenders up there. I'm sure they'll be fine while I show these kind these adventurers up to our gambling casino it's it's kind of hard to explain everything that's happening um if you w would follow me and she kind of takes you towards the stage to go backstage mm -hmm. yeah we'll follow mm -hmm. chica follows awesome she takes you into an elevator that's the doors are very plain but the inside is very plush and soft and um, you get the feeling that normal people don't usually ride in this elevator because it's too cleanly kept. Um, and there's also a giant red RH on the side of the wall. And she goes, yes, this is this is my private elevator. Uh, if you only need to come through here, it should open up for you since you are Fire Breathing Kittens Guild members. Um, I kind of charm my things by default to welcome you in. Uh, occasionally, I do forget a thing or two, so uh, if a trap gets sprung, I apologize. You know, rapid fans and all. And uh, as the doors open, you walk into chaos. Um, slot machines are going off with um, lights, and card players are at tables, and those glowing humanoids are floating in between people serving drinks and food. And gamblers are, you know, playing craps and throwing dice and whatnot. So 
you guys want to roll investigate a mystery for me? Chico is going to look out and just be with his jaw open like, wow, he's never seen anything like this. But yeah, I'll roll for investigate. What is that again? Investigate a mystery is cool. No. Plus I think it's sharp. 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 It's sharp. Mm-hmm. See what I've got for. Oh, I only got nine. Nine total. So in nine, you get to ask me one. What did everybody else get? I got a 10. Oh, I got an 11. We're at a list of questions for. Do you have the book or the PDF? Yeah, I've got it open. 184 is the page I have. Thank you. And it's in the section entitled Hunter Moves, in case that helps. Mm-hmm. Um, so on a seven to nine, you get to hold one, which means you get to ask me one question. On a 10 plus, you get to hold two and ask two questions. Um, and on a, oh, nope. So if you guys decide that you would like to hold on to some questions for the future, you can definitely do that as well. Um, you don't have to use all of your questions all at once. And I am mm -hmm. happy to kind of mix questions up. So the general gist of the questions are what happened here? What sort of creature is it? What can it do? What can hurt it? Where did it go? What was it going to do? What is being concealed here? Mm -hmm. So I've got a, I've essentially got a question on hold to ask later. Perfect. Okay. I will hold one since I rolled an 11, I get to. So I'll hold one and I'll ask one now. Mm -hmm. Um, oh, shoot. I would like to ask what is being concealed here? Ooh, okay. So that is going to be your question. And then Errol, what is your question before I start describing things? Hmm. Uh, well, we already know that there's some sort of shadow or potentially some sort of shadow, unless that guy just was making stuff up. So I'm going to say what sort of creature is it in relation to the shadows? Okay. So as you kind of watch and wander around, Ruby at some point gets separated from you all, from all of her fans, and she's signing stuff, and she just waves you off and says, go on, investigate, you'll be fine. And then she turns back to her fans and goes, oh, darlings, oh, darlings. And um, she's obviously fanning the fire a little bit. Um, you notice a couple of things. Um, you notice that the slot machines seem to be putting out consecutive jackpots randomly, um, whereas usually with your experience in casinos and life, you wouldn't expect them to. Um, and you, Errol, you notice that, because Pearl, yours was what happened here. Uh, what is being concealed What here. is being concealed, right. So as you're seeing all these things happen, you kind of float through the poker tables, and it seems like there's card players that have impossible hands as you're looking at, like, there's ten aces on the table, and nobody there's not 10 aces in a deck and there also seems to be um gamblers that stare off into the distance and then gamble on uh color for the craps table and seem to be winning and the more you look the more you start noticing the small tendrils of shadow that seem to be coming out of the machines and the floor whispering in the ears of other of the gamblers and errol you kind of get a real weird magic vibe off of these they seem to almost be they're incorporeal but they're almost a magic that has to do with time like you don't understand why but you are getting a very strong time magic vibe off of them 
After rounding the casino, Pearl will pull Chico and Errol aside and huddle up. Did anybody else notice the shadows? I definitely thought that lucky man was making it all up, but I saw them. Uh, yes, in fact, Pearl, they seem to be uh, affecting time in some weird, strange way. I, 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 can, I can tell that they are affecting uh, the way time passes for these gamblers. Hmm. Uh, how do we play a game? Chico's just completely out of it. <laughs> <laughs> Chico, that's brilliant. If we play a game, then perhaps we will feel the effects of this shadow and get more insight. You're so smart. What? <laughs> I wasn't paying attention. I was looking at I was looking at them pretty cards over there, looking at everyone with all the cards. What do they mean when they... What do all those little symbols mean? He's never really seen any playing cards like that. Ah, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, let's go play a game. As you say that, a glowing person pops up beside you and she has a tray. And she says, oh, it seems that you want to join in on the gambling. I thought you were here for theater. Um, but if you would like, you can always put gold on one of our membership cards. And then you don't have to worry about keeping your gold balance tracked. Oh, uh, here you go. I take out like a handful of gold coins and a hand through her hands. You can have this. And just drops it. Just clinks onto the ground. <laughs> Uh, as they drop and they hit the ground, a light kind of flashes up and in the tray on her that she's carrying uh, flashes a golden card. And she goes, thank you for your business. And she turns to the next two and says, would you like to gamble as well? Um, sure, I I'll give it a shot. Wait, I suppose she... I will as well. Did the light being pick up the coins? Nope, they just sunk into the floor. Oh, they sunk. Ooh, that's unnerving. <laughs> <laughs> I just imagine just like dark energy. This is a hell casino. Um, that's actually a good point. Were there dark tendrils that grab that seem to? Nope, it well. was the flashing, flashing gold light, and mm -hmm. the customer service light kind of sees you guys looking, and she goes. Well, we used to have people gamble with their souls, but unfortunately, they're in short supply, and we've also been made aware that it's a moral and ethical non-starter, so we've switched to coins, and unfortunately, we can't hold coins, so we have charmed our entire place to be our bank. So rest assured, you will not sink into the floor. I'd love to know how this ran on souls. What kind of economy is that? <laughs> Do you guys take confidence as currency? Because <laughs> I think Errol here has a lot of confidence. Right, Errol? I just, just looks at I, I him, think, smile. I think Errol already paid, seeing as how deflated his ego is. I started, I started this adventure with a lot of confidence. <laughs> <laughs> well, perhaps you can go and win it back. So, That's a great idea. I, I think only one of us should try at a time, though. I, I don't think we should all go just pumping money into these things. Or we can all join the same game of cards and rig the game so that at least one of us wins and we split the winnings amongst ourselves. I don't think you're supposed to say that out loud. <laughs> <laughs> the, the customer service droid er, 
light just kind of freezes and goes, We do not allow cheating in our casino. Please, if you would like to play, we will take your down payment now for a card. What's a down oh. payment? Don't worry about it. You gave it already. <laughs> uh, I'll give some gold for a card. Awesome. It goes through mm. her tray into the floor and a flash of golden light. And on the tray, a golden card appears. Uh, Pearl mm. will give some money as well, but just be mumbling the entire time. They extracted souls and they don't want cheating. What kind of establishment is this? <laughs> <laughs> the coins fall through and a card appears for Pearl. And after you pick up the third card, the customer service light kind of gives a nod and goes, thank you for your business today. Please enjoy your time at Hell Casino and disappears. You know, that name Hell Casino rolls right off the tongue. I like it. It is rather nice, I must say. I'm surprised more casinos don't name themselves after outer planes or anything like that. Just think of uh, Fire Casino or Celestia Casino. Or Abyss Casino. No, they all don't really sound that great. Never mind. Let's go play a game. <laughs> all right. What game are you playing? I kind of want to leave it up to Chico since he's so new to it all. <laughs> I like those pretty cards over there. Let's play that. Okay. Um, Act under pressure. So do we all want to get Delta Hand then? Yeah, are you all, or are you all watching Chico? Because that'll decide who all is rolling. What What do you mean this is a hand? This ain't a hand. This is a bunch of cards. <laughs> I think I just want to watch. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> Pearl's like, oh, this would also be really great with popcorn. <laughs> a customer service light pops up with more popcorn. Oh, could I get kettle corn instead this time? She flashes out and flashes back in with kettle corn and says, enjoy your stay. Please have a hell of a good time. Oh, you're a doll. Thank you. Munch, munch. Uh, Chico, as you kind of, a chair clears and you get into it and you and the dealer is giving you your cards. And I'm going to need you to roll, act under pressure. Actually, just roll me two of them flat. Mm -hmm. Okay, you I got, got this. I've got a nine. Okay, so the hand for the players, the hand is decently good. Chico, you have no idea what's... <laughs> yeah, you're like, yeah, I got cards. Um, but the hand is decently good. And I'm going to have you... The dealer goes around and the other players are pushing in chips that have magically appeared in front of them. And it comes up to you, Chico. What are you doing? Are you putting in chips? Are you... What are you doing? I asked, wait, are these, you said chips. He picks up one of the chips and bites it. But I can't eat it. <laughs> Hold on, hey, real quick while I'm thinking about, okay, so the dealer. I'd like to use that question I got earlier and mm -hmm. ask, what sort of creature is it? It's oh. another one of those customer service lights. Okay. Um, however, as Ch Chico, as you're biting into things, do you push anything into the pot? Where's the pot? <laughs> <laughs> at this point pearl will just lean over and like push one coin into the center oh shucks thank you pearl i have no idea what i'm doing as pearl does that pearl and chico it kind of gets really really cold really fast and errol you watch as two shadowy tendrils kind of come out of the floor and wrap their way around their ankles and um chico and pearl 
it's almost as if everybody freezes and playing in front of you is uh, two movie screens and one of them Errol the dealer says winner to the rabbit and another one another man pushes in more money into the pot and a, a few moments later the uh, the dealer is saying winner to the man in the black hat oh. and you can see the sequence of the cards that are played and each to get each outcome and Errol you're just seeing tendrils on their ankles Wait, I'm sorry. So the results of their card game, the win goes to Chico, and then there's a separate hand that gets dealt out? So there are two. So you're not seeing any of this, Errol. You're just oh. seeing a shadow on their ankles. Okay. But for the two that are sitting there, I'll clarify. There's two like screens flashing in front of your face. One of them shows a sequence of plays to where Chico wins. One of them shows a sequence of plays to where the other guy wins. Huh. Interesting. So on that screen, I make that decision and then I win? I definitely want to do that. I would like to use this opportunity to use the one hold I had from Mm -hmm. my past investigation. So I would like to ask the question. (laughs) Save me. Oh. If there's some some kind of question that you want to ask that's not in the list, just ask it and we can relate it back at some point. Okay. Yeah, because the questions on the list are really general. And I like what I would like to ask is a sub question of what can it do, I guess. So it's like, I would like more specifically, how is it doing this? As you're thinking about it, because Chico is more involved in the actual winning of things and you have a chance to just think, you realize you're really cold and you're feeling kind of tired And it's almost like energy is getting siphoned off of you. And had you not been with Chico, you don't think you, a normal person would have noticed it. And you think it's just because there's two of you there that you're noticing it. Okay. Um, I would like to use Mm. my, uh, because I rolled a 10 plus also, so I would have had a hold. I would like to ask my second question as well, which would... uh, I'm not sure which general one it fits in with either, but I'm just going to ask you... It would be, is there anybody here who is gambling but is unaffected amongst the groups of people? Like, is there anybody who's been frequently gambling since I've been here that is not being touched by the Black Tendrils? That's a good question. There is not. Everybody, I mean, the light beings aren't being touched, but everybody who's gambling at some point, a shadow comes out and touches them. Even if their feet are, like, up off of the floor? Yes, it'll either come out of the floor or out of the machine they're playing, out of their chair. Okay. So do I win? (laughs) So as you guys kind of come out of that vision and Pearl, your finger's still on the coin as um, you finish pushing it in. Chico, which outcome do you follow? Act under pressure for whichever one, if you're going to try to win. I'm going to try to win for sure. So act under pressure. Yep, to see if you can actually and follow. I, and that, that's cool, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, I got max. I rolled 12 with that, so. Uh-huh. Ooh. And then I got. There's special things that happen with that. Mm-hmm. Ooh. It's zero, but, or I got zero cool, but, like I said, maximum. Yes. So, on a 12 plus, you set out to what you want to do. I thought there was something else, but I guess there's not. Um, so, you follow it 
perfectly. The plans were laid out in front of you and you do everything perfectly, even though you still have no idea what's going on. You're just copying the movements that you saw in the little um, sequence. Mm -hmm. And eventually the dealer turns to you and says, winner to the rabbit and pushes a bunch of money in front of you, which glows gold, disappears, and your card reappears in front of you. Oh, shucks. So I guess it's some kind of magic that puts the gold coins in this card here that I can spend on more money until I lose it all? That sounds like fun. I want to keep going. (laughs) Uh, Chico, maybe we can rendezvous for a second. Talk about your great win and all of that before we move on to the next one. Oh, yeah. I'll tell you everything that happened. So there were were these all like and we get pulled over to the side so you can tell what you need to tell. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I figure we both just relay what we experienced over to you, Errol. So, uh, so when when you went to bet, you had a vision of what possible outcomes there were. Yeah, there was a winning one and a losing one, and I chose the winning one, of course, because I wanted all all the winnings, and then I wanted to play again. But you know, something doesn't sit right now because I've. Um, Jim, you said I was getting tired or I was, it felt like I was getting drained from that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, you didn't notice, but, um, Pearl did. Oh, okay. Oh, so I was getting drained and I didn't notice. Okay. Did they look any different after making their bets? They look a little more tired, a little more run down, but it could also just be, you know, Normal tiredness from, like, they don't look obviously tired. Hmm. Well, you know, Chico, despite the fact that I wasn't playing, I still felt rather cold and tired, even as that flash of what I can only imagine is the future played out before us. You didn't feel anything like that? Oh, I was getting a little a little sleepy, and yeah, I was getting a little cold, you know, being in this nice, in this, in this wool thing is nice and warm, but man, it got actually pretty cold. Uh, man, it makes me want to just kind of you know, wrap myself in a blanket and take a nap. Um, I would like to, if possible, flag down one of these um, uh, service, uh, customer service representatives. One of them pops up next to you and says, how can I help you? Uh, I was just curious. Uh the the enchantment or um whatever that allows the payments to be accepted through the floor does it have any power source in common with the gambling machines well we're all run off of the energy of the plane of hell um, <laughs> is is that what you're asking for mm, sort of can i get a blanket <laughs> of course, and she snaps her finger, and there's a blanket with a giant, obnoxious, like, HC, and it's like one of those giveaway blankets that's thin, mm. but kind of functional, and she goes, here you go. Could, could I get more popcorn with, with the <laughs> carrot powder? Uh, of course, and she disappears and comes back with more carrot powder popcorn. I love how Chico's just taking full advantage of the customer <laughs> service. Um, Pearl, I actually have a, a question and I'd like to ask you. Yes, of course. Um, what do you think would happen if me and you bet on something that wasn't operated by the casino? Now that is an interesting prospect. I'd be happy to do that. Uh, perhaps a boulder parchment shears. <laughs> 
Let's do it. I will wager one chip. Okay, so one chip for each of us. And then uh, one, two, three, shoot. Yes. And Chico, keep an eye out. See if you can see anything affecting us while we do this. Oh, yeah. One, one second. Uh, m- m- uh, customer service, uh, like creature, uh, could could I get a bag of Hesty as bestie as sour cream and onion chips? I mean, I've had a hanger <laughs> for some chips right now. Because all they're talking about is chips. I just really want some chips. Uh, I, of, of course. Um, one moment and she disappears <laughs> and it takes her like longer than a second and she pops up and sh- she's holding um, a bag and she goes, Hestia's bestia's sour onion chips, just as you ordered. Sour onion. Have a hell of a day. Oh, thank you. Oh, that that's a pretty nice, cute pun. And I, okay, so wait, you said sour onion chips? Yes. Uh, so I take a bite and it's not the same as, not what I was expecting. It is. It's counterfeit. It's counterfeit. Ah. <laughs> you got the off brand. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to keep is... an eye. Now Chico's eating that. And he's like, oh, mm, I don't like these. So I'm going to keep an eye out for shadow tendrils. We keep an eye out for them. So yeah, that's what I'm going to do now. Um, as you guys say, it's one chip. One chip kind of appears and floats next to your heads because um, there's not really a table for it to lay on. All right. Are you ready, Errol? Um, sure. One, two, three, shoot. <laughs> All right. One, two, three, shoot. Yeah. Ah, rock beats scissors, or boulder beats shears. <laughs> uh, as you guys are finish, finishing the transaction, some shadows do reach up across your ankles, but it seems like they're not quite sure what to do. Um, as you're watching Chico, they're kind of wandering in a way, if shadows could wander. Um, and they don't quite attach, but you guys do kind of get a little bit of a cold feeling. I kind of slowly hop up towards them, not trying to get their attention, my compatriots, but I just kind of go up to the chat room and say, hey, uh, can you understand what I'm saying? They disappear. They're just poof, gone. All righty then. So they understand. Uh, they hmm. <laughs> Look up at her. I'm just right underneath her, like around her ankles. So there are them <laughs> weird shadow tendril things. And when I said, "Hey, how are you?" they they disappeared. Oh, they're shy. Hmm. But they did appear when we were betting, just not on casino machines or on casino right. tables. I'm not. I'm not really they sure. Were, they, we were learned, kinda, they were kind of. They were kind of. They were kind of acting like they were kind of acting like they were thinking about it, like they were thinking about wrapping around you, but they were kind of waiting. So mm. it's not the location, because I feel like if it were just this specific place, then it would have affected it. I think it has to be tied to whatever deals with the actual giving of the bets. Because think of it this way, the tables in the machines are essentially pathways for money, whatever is being bet, to be transacted. And what we saw, Chico and I, were all about how one person could win it all. And when you win at a casino, you keep gambling and you want to gamble at that casino. So perhaps this is 
something new that's been implemented or perhaps a corruption in the system. I'm not entirely sure. I don't know. It's just a hunch. But why would the casino want you to keep winning if they keep losing money? Wait a minute. And she, it kind of connects to you. What if they're trying to collect souls and they're trying to distract you? I don't know. And as Chico says that, a yell sounds out across the gambling hall, and a hooded figure runs through, pushing its pushing its way, like not caring, knocking over chairs, people, whatever there is. And you hear calling out behind him and Lucky's voice, and he goes, he stole my card! Get him! And with that, we're going to go to the break. I do believe we have a review... Yes, that is correct. We have a review. Uh, it was written by uh, Jack Dawson 97. Uh, he says, My favorite game this season was Water Rising. The episode could have used more icebergs, though. There are so many fun characters, I can't decide on a favorite. If you would like to have your review read on air, please leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. So today we were joined by Pearl. The plot thickens. Errol. Yeah, uh, this is interesting. And Chico. I'm actually starting to get kind of a qu- acquired taste for these um, sour onion chips. <laughs> Be back soon. Bye. Bye, everyone. Today's mid-episode shout-out is from Danny Balas, probably, who says, quote, The Last Dog is a thrilling and heartfelt audio adventure with the love story between a girl and a dog at its center. In an apocalyptic future, climate change and overconsumption have made our planet a very different place. The seas have risen, resources are scarce, and animals have disappeared off the face of the earth. Most people believe they never existed at all. Twelve-year-old Iowa Chapman is not most people. And when she's rescued by what might be the last remaining dog, she realizes the responsibility she has to keep this amazing creature safe. Pursued by the evil regulators, Iowa and Doggo set off on a journey in search of Haven, a legendary island where some believe animals might still be living. End quote. You can arrange for us to read your shout-out at firebreathingkittenspodcast.com. We also have books for you available on amazon.com, paperback, ebook, hardcover and audiobooks available on audible.com. Just search for Fire Breathing Kittens Podcast. We don't pay to advertise our show, so the only way we can grow is if you tell somebody about us. Is there an episode that would make someone you know smile? Tell them about it. Thank you. (laughs) Welcome back to Fire Breathing Kittens. Today we are joined by Chico. Oh, hi there. Nice to meet you again. I'm back. I'm ready to figure out what's going on with that chase happening right now. Pearl. Hmm. I feel a hankering for popcorn for some reason. And Errol. I ain't afraid of no shadows. <laughs> As where we left off, a hooded figure was running through the crowd at you while our um, lovely friend, Lucky, was screaming after him. The hooded figure runs closer to y'all and doesn't look like they're stopping. What do you do? Hmm. If anything, you don't have to do anything. I've got, I've got an idea. I'm going to put up a wall. I'm going to cast a spell to put up a wall, a wall of corn. <laughs> this place is magical. I can do it. Okay, read out what exactly you're doing from your playbook, because this is one of your moves, mm-hmm. correct? Yes, this is. So with my spells, I've gone, I've gone with the spell slinger class, 
One of my spells is Wall, which I make a one harm magical barrier. Close. All right. Wait. Oh, it either deals harm or it creates armor. Okay. Well, I'm still going. I'm still going to put this up anyway. And then I'm going to also add force to it, which is the corn, and it's going to add plus one to armor because it's a wall. So that's what I'm going to be casting. That's going to be 2d6 plus 3 with my magic. So is this the use magic roll for you? Hmm? Is this falling under a use magic roll for you? When you use these spells... Oh, it's a kick some ass roll. Okay, kick some ass. Okay, awesome. Uh, in that case, uh, I would like to use a move by Pearl from their spooktacular background. It's called Pay It Backward. Give yourself or someone else an advantage on any roll. So I'm going to give advantage to Chico. Roll three dice and select the best two for the result. Uh, whenever I do this, the keeper gains one hold. So keeper, uh, that hold may be spent on any hunter, but usually me. Uh, <laughs> to give any hunter a disadvantage, roll three dice and select the worst two instead. Okay, cool. Go for it. I'm going to go ahead and roll my 3d6. Okay, I got five, three, and three, so I take the five and three. That's eight, and then I add three, so that's 11 total. Awesome. What does it say for your wall? Is there anything specific? It grants it two just... armor. I'm I'm doing it roleplay-wise to stop him in his tracks, and if he goes to attack, at the very least, I have plus two armor. Perfect. Your wall of corn erupts from the floor, mm -hmm. and the hooded figure with some weirdly uncanny grace. Um, it almost seems acrobatic in nature. Um, stop, hits the corn, but doesn't hit it hard enough to be entrapped and spins and starts running in a different direction. However, you notice on the floor from where they ran off is a envelope um, and you could still try to catch them if you would like. Um, I would like to try and tail them. Like, stay within visible like sight range but not directly like i'm not trying to tackle them and while you're doing that i'm going to check that that envelope pearl what are you doing with the chaos mm, i ask for another bag of popcorn <laughs> awesome <laughs> any specific flavor request mm, just plain salt and pepper this time uh, a golden figure pops up and says salt and pepper popcorn why yes thank you and they will take it. And uh, at the same time, I just remembered that I had this item, which might be useful. Um, Pearl will take out from their cardigan pocket a pair of sunglasses. They are like the lenses are completely black, but the frame is completely white. And these are ghost shades, sunglasses that can see into the spirit world. It seems darker than usual, obviously. And so as Pearl starts eating the popcorn, they'll also put those glasses on and see what's around, if anything. Okay, we will resolve that in a second. Um, as far as tailing them goes, Chico, not Chico, Errol, give me a act under pressure. All right. Act under pressure. It was plus cool. I got an eight. So an eight gives you a, if I can get to the right thing, 
On a seven to nine, the keeper is going to give you a worse outcome, hard choice, or price to pay. So you see this figure take off, and they seem to go through a panel behind a plant. So your choice is this. You can follow them, but your friends won't know where you've gone, or you can not and just let them escape. I'm going to follow. Awesome. You disappear into the panel and down a slide back to... uh, Pearl. <laughs> uh, you look around with your shades, and in the ensuing chaos, you do seem to notice that there are some spirits hanging around, and they all seem to be trying to gamble, um, and they all are very faded. What is Pearl's experience with like the hell realm and the spirit realm? I would say... That Pearl knows a little bit, but mostly through lore. So traditionally, Pearl is a bard and collects stories. And so probably anyone from hell or who has family in hell in Nicomoy or surrounding towns, uh, she probably would have asked about that. So I guess I would say it's not book knowledge about hell. It's more of like, you know, generational knowledge or stories that people tell. So you pull up a memory from, in fact, someone from your past, as you're thinking, um, Arebus. And when he was talking to you sometime after you've come to the mortal plane, and in his voice, he says, well, now, remember, there's people out here that deal in things other than gold and occasionally those things can have a ghostly quality but you can always tell how recent a ghost has been there by how strong they are when you spot them and if they fade away it means they've been there some time so be cautious so from that memory you realize that the ghosts here seem to have been here for a while, and there doesn't seem to be any recently minted ones. Interesting. Per se. Chico, mm-hmm. you, do you just open up the envelope? Oh, of course. Not even going to worry for my life. Chico can read, right? Yes. Okay. I love how you have to ask that question, though. Yeah. So he <laughs> knows he knows how to read and write. He just doesn't know that many big words. It's sort of like how Errol likes to pretend he knows stuff. Chico <laughs> likes to pretend he knows the big words, but then he doesn't. Or, and things confuse him, like when they say, here, deal your hand, and he just hands him his hand. Or put it in the pot. Where's the pot? You know. <laughs> okay. So, written in script that seems to rearrange itself as you're reading, it says, To those who seek the truths concealed by time's veil... Know that the threads of fate intertwine within these walls. Seek the elusive key that unlocks the path to revelation. In the heart of chance, where fortunes rise and fall, the veil shall part. Unearth the past to illuminate the future, for the enchanted masquerade's fate echoes in the shadows of Hell Casino. Embrace the power of the relics, for only through them can bonds be mended. Embrace the powers of the relics. Hmm. I'm going to have to... I'm going to have to get a second opinion on this. So there are things in the walls and that was a lot. 
<laughs> Do you know? Yeah, I can. Um, I'm going to copy it and put it in chat. So, okay, yeah. This is, yeah, this second one now, like Pearl is seeing it or something. I don't know. I was expecting it to kind of end after you were talking about walls and then you kept talking. I was like, is Chica going to like understand this? And then they kept going. I was like, what? <laughs> yes. So Chico, as it takes you a bit to read, we're going to hop back over to Errol. Mm-hmm. Errol, you're sliding down a slide and you're a little out of control. Um, but when you finally hit the bottom, you hit a very soft pad, which if you looked underneath yourself, you'd realize was the top of a mushroom. Oh my. Um, mm-hmm. So what are my surroundings? So um, you kind of realize there's a mushroom. You look around. You realize the figure you were following is gone. You seem to be in a child's bedroom, but it's invaded by glowing mushrooms. Um, So there's a tall bed that's on mushroom stilts. There's pictures covering the walls, um, colored in crayon. There's a very interesting rendition of the fire breathing kittens logo logo taped above the door um, that says keep out official business only um and sitting in the middle of the room is or on on kind of like a shelf that's weirdly put in the middle of the room like it feels like a little kid was moving it and maybe gave up halfway through because it was too heavy is a polished crystal lens encased in an ornate bronze frame. Uh, so, so almost like a, almost like a magnifying glass. Monocle more esque. Ah, uh, how dapper! Uh, you said polished crystal lens in bronze frame. Yes. Um. So it's, I I want to look at this thing. I'm. I don't like stealing from children, but I want to look at this object and see if I can see anything when I look through the lens. Okay. As you look through the lens, um, roll me, roll me plus weird. Just a flat roll plus weird. Ooh, I knew you were going to say that. I got a negative one, but we'll see. Ooh, I rolled pretty good. Uh, nine. It takes you a little bit of fiddling. Like you spin it a little bit, you flash it back and forth, but after a couple of minutes... Um, you seem to see the room, but it looks different. There's not mushrooms, but instead it's a forest floor. And instead of a fire-breathing kitten's guild symbol, it's a fire-breathing puppy on the wall as you look around. And with another turn of the turn of the lens, it's not a kid's bedroom at all. It's a storage room stuffed high with boxes and it's labeled Fells Keep Brewery. Huh. But if you take it away from your eye, you're back in the mushroom bedroom. I'm sure he won't mind if I borrow it for a little bit. Um, so the door, I would like to try and peek out the door and just see what's outside. Uh, discreetly, if possible. Yep. When you peek out the door, you just see a hallway uh, that leads to somewhere. Hmm. Um. I guess I'll keep walking down the hallway. I want to see what's in here. I'm going to carry the glass with me. Awesome. As you, you're going to let you walk down the hallway, we're going to hop back to Pearl and Chico. Chico, have you shared the letter with Pearl? Yeah, as I was sharing it, it's like, I kind of get everything that's being said here, but I don't know what that revelation word is. But anyway, I think we got to find a relic and then try to get back to that 
place we were in. Do you remember that place where we could see the two different chance, two different options? We got to use oh, that relic yes. to, and there's something to do with a veil that's open. We got to mend it or something. I don't know. <laughs> well, I am seeing quite a number of ghostly beings around here, but they're all quite faded. Also, did we ever figure out who the Enchanted Masquerade is exactly? Aren't they performers that are supposed to be here? And yeah, some person named Punnett Squared or something like that. So Punnett Squared has some fate that's being dealt with in the Golden Oasis. Would that be this casino? Oh, that's supposed to be Hell Casino. Right. The Golden, Golden Oasis isn't the actual name of the place. It's just it just represents the casino. It's that's my guess. So oh, almost certainly. Mm-hmm. I mean, so, this whole place is decked out in gold. So so what's the what's the we gotta find this relic? Yes, we need to find the relic. Well, maybe that person that was running off had the relic. We gotta go after him. See if we can't find where Earl went. Why did that person have this to begin with? Good question. We should where, ask Where him. is... <laughs> yes, where are they? Where's Errol? Um, can I do an investigation check to yes. find out? Let me Investigate a mystery. <laughs> and Pearl would like to... I don't know if it would exactly would be investigate a mystery, but... Oh, actually, Pearl will try and talk to one of the ghosts that they can see and use manipulate person so i'll do that after chico and it's sharp correct yes okay i got seven total so i can ask one question yep you can ask one question where did it go (laughs) where did that elusive arrow go as you're hopping around it kind of in the direction you notice a plant out of place and you kind of notice what could be a panel um, but it could also just be a vent. You're not quite sure. That's what you notice. And we're going to hop back to Pearl. What's your question for manipulate someone? So or not question, I would, but... Yeah, no, I'd like to go up to one of the shades that I can see and just ask, or I should say I would like to request or charm them into... Uh, fulfilling my request. I was going to ask them a question, but I actually am going to ask them to do something instead. Uh, excuse me, uh, Shade. Might I request that you lead me to whoever is keeping you here? The Shade kind of looks up slowly. Like they're not, they're very surprised that someone is talking to them. And... They say, it's Hell Casino. I sold my soul. Are are you new here? It's been it's been so long. I I'm not even sure what year it is. But- oh, I was told that they don't take souls anymore. I'm using coins instead. Well, they don't anymore, but they did before. Did you think that meant they'd let us all go? Oh, so you all just stand around here? Well, yeah, the I mean, some of us try to gamble. It's hard and like shoves his hand through a slot machine, pulls it out. <laughs> it's hard when you're the don't have hands. 
You know, this seems incredibly inconvenient and rather rude, I must say. Can you lead me to the person in charge here? Perhaps I can argue on your behalf for your soul's release. Well, I could take you to his office, but he's not in town right now. But if you want to go to the office to make a complaint, I I got nothing better to do. Yes, uh, whatever will work. I will leave a very strictly written note. Okay, then follow me. It's really weird that you can see me. I just, just want to throw that out there. Oh, well, maybe it was meant to be. Uh, uh, Chico, why are you staring at the wall? I think there's something very interesting with this weird panel. I remember seeing panels like this and another adventure I was on back before. And when I went through there, I went left, and then I got shot by a gun. (laughs) So I'm not so sure about opening this panel. Maybe we shouldn't open the panel then. I'm going to open the panel. (laughs) Why? <laughs> because I think Errol went this way, and Errol's brave, and he has confidence. <laughs> <laughs> and I I'll, have... just turn... I'll just turn to the ghost real quick and be like, do you mind if you just follow along? I doubt you'll be affected by anything, but I have to babysit, I think. By the way, you're only seeing them be- and talking to them because you have the glasses on. I don't see them, right? Correct. Who are you talking to? Myself. That's the spirit confidence. (laughs) (laughs) So I open the panel and go and see a slide. Oh, this is even better. There's a slide. Yay! It starts sliding down. All right. As he slides down, the ghost looks at you, Pearl. Does Pearl wear a lot of jewelry? Any jewelry? Um, no, not a lot of jewelry, but because they're a dragonkin, they're covered in very glittery scales. Uh, the spirit just kind of sighs and goes, well, I guess if you don't have any jewelry I can haunt, I'll follow the old-fashioned way. And he kind of reaches out a hand and hooks it on a horn and his feet, like, float out behind him like he's floating in water and he goes, lead the way. Oh, I very much appreciate your patience. I think you'll be entertained, though. Trust me. And Pearl will slide on down. Awesome. As you guys slide down, you come into a room with a door that's slightly ajar. You land on the top of a mushroom, and it's a child's bedroom with a bunch of mushrooms growing everywhere and a weird shelf in the middle. Hmm. Is there anything I can do here? Let me take a look. Uh, let's see. No, not really. Um, I'm going to look, go to that door that's open a jar and then head through it. believe that might be where Errol went through. Also no, noting all the mushrooms and wondering what kind of place. Well, oh yeah, this is the, per- this probably belongs to the person that gave us that, med- that car in the beginning. Oh yes. Opie, the little boy. Opie, that's right. This might, this, this look like, you said this looks like a child's bedroom. Yes. Oh, this is most definitely probably his. <laughs> most definitely probably his bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> Those two words definitely go together. Probably. Probably. <laughs> uh, as you guys are kind of looking around the bedroom, Errol, you're walking down the hallway. Uh, there's not really any doors. It's 
coated in the same like soft material as Ruby Hemorrhage's um, elevator, and you come to yet another door. Um, I will press my ear against the door and see if I can hear anything. You, you hear singing. You hear deep, beautiful, rough singing, kind of like Adele, but if she smoked 20 packs a day for like the first <laughs> 20 years of her life. Um, <laughs> and uh, you can kind of hear applause, but not as much as you can to hear singing. Hmm. Interesting. Um, I think at this point, he would probably start worrying about getting too far ahead of his friends, so I might so, turn back. As you turn back, coming out the door is Chico and Pearl with, well, you can't see the ghost, so Chico and Pearl. <laughs> <laughs> uh, y'all see Errol has a monocle, like, stuck in one eye. It's... <laughs> Wait, so does does Errol have an eye patch over one eye and a monocle over the other? Yes. <laughs> Since you're still wearing the monocle, actually, your vision kind of flickers. So at one moment, it's your friends, Pearl and Chico. At another, it's an enraged employee running at you that has that same brewery tag on their shirt. And in yet another... It's an enraged stag coming at you, and a fourth one flickers before it reverts back to the original. And it's two other members of the Fire Breathing Kittens Guild, um, and you don't know their names, but one of them is a smoke genasi and the other is a crocodile person. But you can clearly <laughs> see their tattoos as they barrel down the hallway before it flickers back to your original image with your friends. So... When when I saw an individual charging me, did I feel like wind coming towards me? Like, did it feel like I was experiencing being there or was I just seeing it? You were just seeing it. Okay. So none of my other senses were affected. Just my eye. Correct. Oh, that'd be nice. Hey, it's good you guys are here. I need you to try this thing out. Well, you look pretty dashing with that monocle. What do you need me to help you with? Well, I only have one eye, so... I'm only seeing out of the one eye. So I need someone with two eyes so they can like look through one eye and then look through the other eye. Oh, got it. Yeah. I'll take that off your hands. Wait, is it where did you get this? Uh I borrowed it. I think it's Opie's. Oh, okay. Wait a minute. Is this like a magical monocle or something? I put it on. Uh and... I need you to roll plus weird. Mm -hmm. So that's a twelve total. And immediately starts flipping through different images. So instead of standing in front of you, um, instead of Errol standing in front of you, you see an elephant person with a fire-breathing kitten's tattoo. It wavers again, and it's a pile of boxes labeled brewery. It wavers yet again, and there's a snake pit further down. Um wavers yet again and you're still you can see like a river of lava and for a fourth time it wavers and you can see a man in clothes you've never seen before uh, but our audience would have seen black leather jacket and leather pants slinging a guitar behind his back before it flips back to your friend well i think i found the relic uh hey so 
there's we we need I would think we need to go back to the casino and try to start gambling again and take this with and I'm going to take this with me and see if I can't see this va- here take this letter read it see if you can understand it so give you a chance to read through it and I'll show it to Pearl hey Pearl you want to take a look through this or it, it's a pretty um, crazy thing it's a pretty crazy relic I'm pretty sure, sure this is what we need here take a look through um, it. all right uh, before I do. Before I take my shades off, I'm going to just inspect it a little bit and ask my ghostly friend, do you know what this is? Have you seen anything like this before? He pulls himself on your horn closer to it and he kind of tilts his head and he goes, I think that's what the theater people were after. They had that and they had like this weird amulet thing and like a scepter I, I, I mean, I wasn't really paying attention because most people don't pay attention to us, but I think they might have left the scepter backstage. I thought it was a part of their performance. You know, occasionally I can drag myself out of the stupor of death to come and watch a show. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, friends, I've just been informed that there might be two other interesting things here to look for. Apparently... The theater people, whom I must assume are those with Punnett Squared, were looking for this as well as an amulet and a scepter, and the scepter is apparently backstage somewhere. And then Pearl will take off the shades and put on the monocle, and I imagine they see very similar to what Chico had seen. Yes, very, very similar. With the exception of at some point you just see a sea of stars, but it's very, very brief before it flashes back to your friend. Ah, uh, okay. So as soon as Pearl sees that uh, flash of stars, Chico and Errol, you immediately notice that like Pearl just goes rigid. It's almost like there is a huge surprise, almost kind of like a... Uh, like when you when your adrenaline suddenly spikes, and then Pearl just takes it off rather quickly and just Ooh. holds it out. I'll take what, that. What Pearl, you are you okay? Yes, yes, I'm fine. Just uh, I. Oh, don't, don't. I just saw stars. Is all. Oh. You're also talking to yourself. I'm not sure if that's. Anything oh no, to that's do with that's it. perfectly fine. You see, Pearl is very is very talented, and I'm pretty sure. Like we're in a theater now. Did what? Didn't you used to do theater practice? You doing this like monologuing in the third third person or something? That's what you're doing, right? Yes, I'm monologuing to myself. <laughs> you see, Errol. I'm not the only bad liar. <laughs> Manipulate someone? I was say. Yeah, I love <laughs> Let's see if uh, he, uh, if your lie actually goes through, and I'll oh, give I... you advantage because it oh. is Chico. Oh wait, am okay. I? Wait, who's lying, me or her? I am. Okay. <laughs> yeah, they are. Yeah, and I feel like that kind of encompasses like what she saw too with the stars that she's like finding uh, stuff. Yeah. So I got eight, nine, huh, eleven. Okay. Oh wait, no, my bad. I was adding up all three dice. That's not what you do with advantage. Um, so I got a 10 instead. That's <laughs> complete success. At least Chico's uh, not worried. Chico, you yeah. got no worries. You completely believe her. <laughs> I saw some scary <laughs> stuff too. I saw a pit of snakes. I saw a box. 
(laughs) (laughs) Yes, that brewery box was rather terrifying. Its dimensions were enormous. Um, so there further, oh, GM, I had a question for you. Mm-hmm. Um, when we were riding the elevator to the casino floor, did we go up or down? And do we know how many levels we went? You know, you were going up, but you don't know how many levels because there wasn't floor buttons. It right. just kind of moved. Um, guys up ahead, I heard some, uh, music behind a door uh, it sounded almost like a, a musical practice or perhaps uh, someone preparing for a show. I was, I'm not sure, but I'm curious if we're behind the theater area. Mm. I mean, that would make sense. And especially if this scepter, which might be another relic mentioned in that letter, is backstage, I feel as though that would be a good place to start. Yeah, and I don't know who's singing, but wasn't that Ruby woman someone that should be doing something like that, be on stage singing? Maybe that's her singing. I don't know. Well, this poem uh, you mentioned, Chico, it it does mention multiple relics, so I think we would need more than one. Right. So we need to find and that in sure scepter. I'm not sure if it directly relates to the gambling. I think it might be a bigger picture kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, my My idea was that we had to collect the relics and then go back to the to the uh, gambling hall and start gambling again and then once we see that that the cho- the place where we had those choices and we we use these relics we'll figure out what's going on in there that's about as much as I can think of um so would you all like to press forward down this hallway and see what's there or do we want to go somewhere else I'd say we press on mm-hmm. I want to see who's on the stage Okay, I'm fine with that. As you walk down the hallway, and do you open the door slowly, quickly? How do you open the door? Um, I would I would try to squeeze in in a way that's not like drawing too much attention and see if I can just see what's going on in the room. And I wouldn't shut the door. I would see I would let them decide if they're gonna come in or not, just leave it cracked. Mm. Chica would fall behind Errol if Errol's leading the way. Act under pressure for me, Errol. All right. Plus cool. I got a seven. I am not good at acting under pressure. (laughs) No, no, you are not. I should have used my move. Dang. So you can stay hidden, but you're stuck. Or you can be discovered and not be stuck. Um, if... If I'm discovered, would it just be me getting discovered or would it break their cover as well? It would just be you for now. Um, I'll be discovered. Excellent. As you slip through the doors, uh, you are accosted by sequined dresses and you kind of shove your way through and there it feels like they're almost reaching out to you and you trip and you roll into the middle of a very plush carpeted floor like it's super duper soft and uh a scream goes out and standing before you in a fluffy pink robe um that's one of those i murdered my husband robes um, very sheer and very extravagant is ruby hemorrhage and she's brandishing a uh a hair dryer 
Oh, I, I'm terribly sorry, Mrs. Hemorrhage. I uh, we were look, we were we saw a figure and it was trying to kill Lucky, and we followed him down this way, and I thought for sure he came this direction. Pearl just like whisper shouts from the side. Confidence. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Ruby kind of takes her she she lowers her hair dryer and she goes darling darling don't you know better than to interrupt somebody who's in the middle of uh, she's like never mind never mind I mean of course this could have happened if it was uh, Opie but um, obviously Opie let you into well isn't Opie with how did you get into Opie's room because this is his door into my changing room uh and he's with <laughs> bruce last i knew you said you followed someone there these the weird can i um can i investigate a mystery at this moment yes go ahead and roll and as uh you're kind of looking around she calls out you two could come in i'm not going to bite unless you ask me to <laughs> uh Pearl will go ahead and walk in and just give like a firm pat on Errol's shoulder uh, and use my move, pay it backwards. So I'm going to do the same thing. I will get uh, one hold. So GM, you can give me disadvantage at any point. Um, And I am giving Errol advantage. So roll three, take the best two. As you are pushing your way through, Chico, you notice the dresses seem to part for Pearl, almost as if they're recognizing something else that's shiny. (laughs) Are these are these dresses or are these I go up to the dresses and I like like put my hand like I you know, like someone going to to investigate clothing. Can I roll investigate or is something going to Yes, slap you me? can roll okay. investigate. Uh, cool. we're, while you're doing that, we're going to hop back to Errol. Mm-hmm. What was your roll? Uh, I rolled a seven to nine. I rolled a nine total, uh, which gave me hold one. And I would like to ask what is being concealed here? And I'm, I'm just, I was just curious if she really didn't know how we got in here because it seemed a little, it seemed like she might have known how we got in here. I, I wasn't sure if I bought what she was saying. And I don't, I don't know. Just. You happen to see kind of haphazardly covered on her, um, on her desk-esque area, what looks like a piece of paper that has flashing dots. And three of them are flashing in an unlabeled room. And they're about in the way that you all are standing. Is it like a surveillance thing? Yeah. Magical surveillance. She bugged you all so she could track you. Oh, oh my God. Uh, GM, I rolled a 10 total on my investigate. Does that mean I get two questions or is it yep. just... Okay. So what sort of creature is it and what can it do for the dress or the dresses so in general? Because the- you said multiple. Yes. Um, As you pet the dress... It kind of like a sleeve, a couple sleeves reach out and kind of pet your ears. And you, even you, Chico, are like, I don't think these things are fully aware. How much suck, how many succubi has Chico ever run into? I don't know what that word means. 
but you definitely get the feeling that there's like residual magic, love magic, attraction mm-hmm. magic, um, just that kind of energy around. And you could kind of guess that they're alive from that energy, but not so alive to be a creature. Um, and if you does he like stick his arm in a sleeve at all or um no while he's getting pinned on his ears and he can feel kind of like the love magic is like oh shucks you're being stop that he doesn't really recognize what what the implications could be he's he's too dense for that right now (laughs) so he's he's like oh these are these are pretty nice dresses and he asks so uh i was wondering you have a lot of these dresses you think i could take one home to my family I, of course, just pick one that you like, whatever color. I do have plenty. Oh, shucks. Really? Okay. And I start looking for a dress or something for his mom. Uh, what color dress do you pick out? They're all sequined, completely sequined. I'm going to pick orange because orange is the color of pumpkins and carrots. Uh, <laughs> as you pull the orange dress down, <laughs> it shrinks because uh, Ruby Hemorrhage is not a small woman by any means. Um, but it shrinks to the perfect size for your mother. So that is what it, that is what they do, players. They fit their person perfectly. Oh, that's very nice of you. Thank you. Chico is so darling. <laughs> I know, I kind of feel bad. <laughs> um, back to Errol and Pearl. Uh, got the tracker map. So, so this light thing... you. You say tracker map. So is it is it like a piece of paper that has that lights up to show where our location is? Yes. Think Marauders map with I, LEDs. That's exactly what I was actually. That's where my brain went. Um, I'll lean over to per- I'll like gesture to Pearl and I'll, I'll be like, uh, something's not right here. Well, I should say so. All these dresses are so incredibly garish. <laughs> I don't know. I think this one's pretty nice. Is it, is it like a sentient dress that kind of, that can kind of like understand like conversation? No, it mm. understands if you like it or not. Mm-hmm. Like if you um, if someone put it on and was like, I hate this, it would basically shred itself. Um, <gasps> but other than that, it adjusts to the wearer's size. Interesting. Okay. Oh man. I was wondering. Yeah, if this Pearl's could be a- not wearing any of these. Okay. <laughs> that's interesting okay that's cool so So, it's just it's just in my backpack now all right so what were you saying errol um i guess i'm just gonna go over and like i don't know what to do i'm so can i'm i'm are there any ghosts in this room did you put your sunglasses you you've kept them on right yeah there are some ghosts and souls men and women um, very beautiful, beautiful people. And they all seem to be fawning over like Ruby when she comes close to them. Ah, sycophants. <laughs> um, and you, I mean, you still got your ghost bud on your horn. Yeah. I'll just gesture to like the crowd of ghosts and tell my ghost bud, can you believe them fawning after someone, even after death? <laughs> he kind of sighs and he says, yeah. They're a real problem sometimes. We do have, like, support meetings, but they never show up. 
You know, good for you for going to them, though. That takes a lot of strength and honesty. And confidence. By the way, what... And, and confidence. <laughs> uh, what's your name, by the way? Oh, uh... I don't remember... Uh, we just kind of go by Hey You, because a lot of us don't remember, but uh, I guess you could call me... Uh, uh, and he kind of looks around and he... Pardor? Pardor. Call me Pardor. Pardor, all right. Well, Pardor, I think... Do you know if this is backstage, where we might find the scepter? Or oh. is that perhaps outside of this room? Well, of course, it's not in Ruby's private quarter. She never lets anyone back here that's living. Well, <laughs> unless... Then, you know... Uh, but the backstage is just through there. Um, I'm surprised you guys went through Opie's room. It's kind of a long way around, but that's totally up to you. Yes, well, not quite my decision. And, like, Pearl is talking out loud. <laughs> oh, yeah! Are <laughs> the other two handling this? <laughs> yeah. GM, is that dr attracting Ruby's attention? Nope. She's just... She's slowly trying to inch her way towards her desk and towards the parchment because she's kind of remembered that it's there. So she's just glad you all are distracted. Yeah, and I don't think Pearl knows about it yet. Or did you say, did you tell her about it, Errol? I just said something that was suspicious was up because I didn't, I'm afraid to say it out loud because, like, I want to snatch it off the desk, but I don't want to give away that I've, like, seen it already. Hmm. Mm -hmm. I out out of character have an idea what's going on, but in character, um, I'm just a little bunny <laughs> rabbit. So oh, GM, no. GM, I have an idea. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. I have an idea. Go for it. S so um, I have a rock <laughs> that was. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that's funny. I know that's a weird way to start this. So uh, as part of my crooked character, I picked a move called Artifact, and it's an imp stone. And I flavored this that Ava gave me a rock. Uh, I've been doing some odd chores for her because we made a deal in a in a prior episode. <laughs> and uh, I came across this rock in her house and she gave it to me. And it's magical. I don't okay. know that it's magical, but I'm going to like chuck it and attempt to distract her. <laughs> but it's called an imp stone and you have to use magic uh, to summon an imp with it. Is it a shiny rock? No, it's a it's a a weak demon is bound to serve the holder. The imp must be summoned with the use magic move. So okay. it literally summons like an impish demon, and I'm just trying to do it to cause a distraction. Okay, roll use magic then. <laughs> um, I'm gonna chuck it at her dresses. Oh so uh, yeah. That, so that if the imp comes out, it's like messing with her stuff. Oh, actually, let me rephrase that. I want to do it in a way that it makes it seem like I just fumbled it or dropped it. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Because if I just chuck it, that's going to look like I'm just deliberately. <laughs> <laughs> no one's prepared for the pocket imp. <laughs> oh, man. It's bad. Oh, no. Oh, no. It might still cause a distraction. I rolled a five and it says... I rolled a five because I have negative one. Uh, so it was a six, but I got a negative one. So it says, on a miss, you lose control of the magic. This never ends well. 
The default, ma- the magic has one of the effects listed below, lasts for around 30 minutes, and does not expose you to danger, on, uh, atten- atten- unwanted attention, or side effects. If there's a glitch, that might change. So, here's what happens. You go, you roll out the stone, like you fumble it, you nail it, you're feeling great, you go to summon the, the imp, it summons in the middle of the room, still going great. And Ruby turns towards it, and it goes, Oh my gosh, darling Ruby! I haven't seen you in ages! How are you? And Ruby just kind of looks and goes, Uh, Diamond? Uh, Diamond, darling, I haven't seen you either in ages. What are you up to? And the little imp just goes, well, now, darling, I, you know me, I'm always just with someone else with my little stone. I'm very surprised I was summoned here just, you know, uh, to see you, my old friend. I suppose we should say thank you to my new owner, holder of the rock. You know, I really, really just must come up with a better name for that. What are you up to these days? It's been a millennia. (laughs) And they just like start chitter chattering and going off with each other. But they move in front of the the map. And they're moving slowly back in front of the map. So you can try to get it, but it's going to be at disadvantage. So if you want Pearl to try to snag it, she can try, but it or they can try at disadvantage. I will oh. try. I think I think it's <laughs> worth it to try. But as this happens, Pearl is just like, how does this keep happening? <laughs> <laughs> and just like motions for Errol and Chico to go backstage. Chico understands and you see him just kind of poof out and left behind. He, he leaves a scarecrow behind and just kind of spins around and falls back onto all the dresses. Man, I rolled two sixes and a three. What? So I got an eight. Could have had a 12. (laughs) It's okay. It's not, it's not terrible. Or no, nine. Nine's not terrible. Oh, you had disadvantage. That's what that was. Yeah, I did. Uh, Yeah. That was from one of the holds from the pay it backward. Yeah. No, I lucked out for sure. Rolling two sixes. Mm -hmm. You can get the parchment but you're definitely going to be noticed. Or you could pretend to go into a yoga pose and they won't even know you were after it. Hmm. Can I make a suggestion? I'm Mm -hmm. sorry. Yeah. Which one gives you more confidence? (laughs) (laughs) I think that's the theme of the episode should be take the more confident one. (laughs) Pearl has wells of confidence it's really all they really had to latch on to in the astral sea. <laughs> so honestly, I think if we're trying to go to the heart of the casino and this person is involved with the casino, I think there's a good chance that she wouldn't want us going there and might stop us if she knew. So even though I'm going to be known, I know my two friends are already out going through the backstage. They know to look for a scepter. So I will take the chance to be seen and be caught. And I want to grab it and I want to eat it. (laughs) 
<laughs> what? That yeah, is because confidence. like if I tear it up, they could still like remake it with magic or something. But if I eat the parchment, they can't get it back. So it doesn't really matter. I mean, like they'll see me, but then they'll have to ask a lot of awkward questions, which will distract them. And Errol and Chico can go and look for what we need. I, I, uh, it, I mean, okay. You're right. You're bringing more confidence. That is yeah, so much confidence. I mean, Pearl, Pearl's not from here. They haven't been in this air, like they haven't been in this plane for like eighty years, and just you know, better safe than sorry. Let's just eat it. Just makes me think of those kids who would like, uh, like lick their finger and put it on someone's food. They could claim it as theirs. Yeah. <laughs> That is something Pearl would do. <laughs> so you lunge for it and you grab it. But as you're grabbing it, you like knock a ton of stuff over and Ruby turns and she goes, what are, and as she's asking, what are you after? You're shoving parchment in your mouth, <laughs> eating it. And the room goes quiet. <laughs> And Diamond just kind of, the little imp is just looking up at you and she goes, Ruby, I, I, you usually keep better. Is she eating paper? What? (laughs) Who has me? Why am I attached to somebody with these situations? What is going on? And Ruby just says, oh, darling, I, I'm not quite sure either. Um... (laughs) Why, pray tell, did you eat my tracking par- parchment? Because I have confidence. <laughs> <laughs> and Pearl just turns around and walks to the backstage door. <laughs> They're just, they're just standing there and as you leave, and the door shuts behind you. <laughs> this is the stupidest thing I've had a character do in so long. Uh, oh and your goodness. little ghostly friend that's attached to your horn just kind of goes, yes, you do. <laughs> High five, oh buddy. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um... <laughs> Uh, okay Errol and Chico you're a little bit ahead Uh, Mm -hmm. you are backstage the theater is empty Um, Opie isn't in the like if you peeked through the curtains you don't hear Opie crying you don't hear Bruce Uh, so nobody is in the theater and sitting backstage almost practically like center center upstage is what you would say Mm -hmm. um, is a ornate staff crowned with a rotating iridescent crystal and the staff is made of gold and it's just leaning on the floor leaning on the floor laying on the floor i guess we'll go get it yeah but this looks like a trap but I mean, we have confidence hold on so he was feeling pretty deflated right earlier but oh. like Chico's been like uh, very supportive, and so he's like taking this to heart, and he like straightens his hat, p- mm-hmm. like 
pulls his eye patch around. He's like, "You're right, Chico. Let's go get that staff." Yeah. And he he just like struts over. I strut right behind him. <laughs> oh, my boys! <laughs> you walk out in time to just see them strutting. <laughs> but there's Warms something missing. Warms my heart, Parter. But there's something missing. There's no big guy to hide behind. <laughs> True. Um, who's picking it up? I'll pick it up. Roll plus weird, please. Okay. And I'll give you advantage because you have confidence. That's <laughs> <laughs> nice. So, so I got an 11, but I got a minus one, so it's a 10, which is still good. Still a complete success. So as you pick it up, you are back to where you started, like five feet away, walking towards the scepter. Except for you're still standing there. You're just watching yourself relive the last five seconds over and over and over and over. Uh, so can I interact with myself? Can I like tap myself on the shoulder? You do. And you jump past you jumps. Oh, this is going to get complicated. Past <laughs> you jumps. <laughs> hey, buddy. Uh, and he kind of looks at you and his mouth opens and all of a sudden you have a memory of telling yourself who are, why are you here oh wow man it's just another timey wimey weird loop adventure for Errol so am I still holding the staff yeah you and are th but there's a staff up ahead yes there is Um, can I turn it off do you think like turn it off yeah I'm like well, I'm like looking for a switch at first and I'm like, turn off. <laughs> uh, the It disappears. Your past self disappears and you have a really weird memory of talking to yourself five seconds ago. For the other two, you don't see anything out of the ordinary. You just, he picks up the staff and then he's like saying off. Wait, so if he has a memory of talking to himself, do I have the memory of him talking to himself? Or nope. him talking to it someone? It feels like... No time has passed since he put his hand on the mm. scepter. Interesting. Hmm. Well, that was easy. Um, See what happens when you go in with confidence. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm saying that word a bit too much now, but you know what? It's fun. I believe in it, and it's fun. Um. So, uh, Pearl, can you can you ask yourself if? <laughs> If there, if they know, if you know where the other artifact or relic is, because I think we need one more, don't we? Yes, we do. And Pearl will turn to Pardor and say, "Pardor, any ideas about the amulet? You've been such an amazing help. I will fight for your right to be freed from this place with the management after we're done here. You've been so great." Uh, he kind of puts his hand out and he goes, ah, well, I don't know where they took the amulet. Um, one of them kept wearing it. She's this is really short. Um, and uh, did they happen to I, have the name Punnett Squared? Well, the back of their jacket said squared on it. Um, so mm. I, I would assume it would say Punnett. Uh, but, you know, they were doing a lot in the basement before they kind of stopped showing up. To the basement how do we get there you have a magic elevator don't oh, forget that's right thank you keeper as far as i'm aware do we all have access to that 
that letter with the with the cryptic everything. Mm-hmm. Chico went, mm-hmm. takes a look at that message and thinks, well, I, I believe we got to go back. Wait, where, where did Pearl say you wanted to go back to? Uh, so we need to, we might need to go to the basement to find Punnett Squared because she might have the amulet. And then I think you're right where we have to go back to the casino itself because mm-hmm. it talks about like the heart of mm-hmm. Hell Casino. It and said to find. Probably... It said to find um, the enchanted masquerades for the the ch- enchanted masquerades fate echoes in the shadows of the golden oasis. I was thinking the <clears throat> excuse me. I was thinking the enchanted masquerade was uh, Punnett Squared, but I think probably. You're right. Well, and the shadows we saw were coming from the ground, mm-hmm. so maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe it is coming from deeper in in the casino. Like I think the basement would be a good place to start either way. All right, let's let's do it. Let's go to the basement. Uh maybe we should double check that map real quick. Where mm. is the map? Well. <laughs> well, funny story. I ate it. <laughs> but there's so much popcorn and chips around. <laughs> I know. Were you that hungry? Oh. I just had such a hankering. Oh, uh, that's okay. All right, let's go in the elevator. <laughs> <laughs> Errol dismisses everything. Yeah. <laughs> as, as we're walking to the elevator, Pearl's just like to Chico, you know, sometimes you just crave cellulose. <laughs> I know what that is. That's plants. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you just crave plants and you weren't around to give me a carrot, so I had to eat the parchment. Oh, shucks. I'm sorry. No, it's all right. I forgive you. Uh, The elevator doors open and you guys get in and the ride is rather smooth and now you get the feeling of going down. Um, And your ghost friend kind of shudders and he goes, I don't like how this thing knows where you want to go without you doing anything. It just gives me the heebie-jeebies. Uh, and the doors ding and open into a basement that has a light blue goal glow, light blue glow at the other end. That's very ominous. Also very obvious. Mm. All right, everybody. Confidence. I was waiting on it. Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) That's the spirit arrow. Uh, As you all charge in, um, Pearl, you hit a piece of paper with your foot. I will bend down and pick it up. It says, and players, this is going into the chat, so it's not so scary. Thank you. It says, to the envoys of destiny, the echoes of ages past beckon for resolution. Within the enchanted masquerade's illusions lies the key to unlock the rift. Performers of magic, you must decipher the riddles of time and restore balance to the stages of reality. As the clock's chime guides you, remember that power and peril dance in tandem. Unveil the mysteries of the artifacts and break the cycle that binds them, lest the boundaries shatter. Oh my... So we got to use all these artifacts in tandem. We've only got two, though, right? The scepter and the monocle? Correct. So we just need the amulet, and then I suppose go from there? By the way, what was that scepter? What did that scepter do? Did you ever figure that out? It does something cool. It it freezes. I'm sorry. 
it allows you to see your actions in the past and interact with them. So you travel back like five seconds from where you were almost. This is very interesting. So we see multiple different possible timelines, I guess through the monocle, and then we can see ourselves in the past five seconds ago on a loop. You know, that sounds a lot like what we saw when we were gambling, Chico. Yeah. So I wonder what the amulet does and how it all works together. Because I can kind of see a theme of how, like, it's all the same kind of. Like, it. man, this is interesting. I want to see what that amulet does. Oh, there's only way to, one way to find out. And yep. Ho- hopefully it's ahead somewhere. Let's keep going. Mm-hmm. As you go closer and closer to the blue glowing light, you notice um, a little halfling running around. Uh, and I'm going to have you all roll investigate a mystery for me so you can ask me some questions because this is prime time. <laughs> mm-hmm. Roll this. <clears throat> this is going to be sharp. Yep. Nope. Chico's distracted thinking about what that amulet could be. Oh, no. <clears throat> I got a nine. Oh, thank goodness someone succeeded. I failed with a five. Okay, so with a nine, you get to ask me one. You got this, Errol. Um, I would like to ask, where did it go? And where where is it, is, is the amulet? You notice on the halfling's neck, kind of flashing around. And the halfling seems to be moving weirdly. Sometimes they're slow. Sometimes they seem to be running really quickly. Um, is the amulet. And every now and again, she reaches up and she spins it. Um, and she's also muttering, and you can hear a very deep voice rebelling back from what you now see is a portal. Oh, the, bl- and, the portal is blue? Yes, the portal is blue. And you hear from rumbling from the voice, and it says, Yes, bring me the other two and release me, and I will solve your problems. And I will bring them back. And Punnett is running around saying, I, I'm trying. I lost them. And the other people were just so idiotic. That's why I had to fire them. And, and I just, I just, I need them back. I need to fix these mistakes. And, and she's pacing back and forth, trying to figure out what's going on. What do you do? Um, can I, uh, this is kind of wonky, but I want to try and like step in, f- time it so I can step right in front of her and then use the staff to like be behind, like, get behind her also to like stop her yeah chico is if that I possible might, uh, <clears throat> if i might give Sorry. a suggestion to you chico i would use the monocle and see if you can see like what that portal is like if it remains constant throughout or not ah good idea i'll do that do i have to roll for weird no i i can just tell you mm-hmm. um since you've used the monocle before mm-hmm. As you look through the monocle, the portal stays the same. Right. Brewery, storage, theater storage, other fire-breathing kittens, a forested area. Um, it just kind of rotates, but the portal is always there. And then as you activate the scepter, um, you can hop. You step in front of Punnett. So you're, so you're trying to step in front of Punnett, reverse yourself to get behind yeah like sandwich okay um as you step behind Punnett and you 
they Punnett sees you and kind of stutters and you activate the scepter um, and you see yourself forward, Punnett doesn't interact with your past self. Um, Punnett is, because your intention is to the past, correct? Yeah, I, would, I, I wasn't exactly sure how this would work out, but I, essentially I was just trying to find a way to stop her using... Would he, so would he try to do it with the past or the future? What is he thinking? Uh, I get what you're saying. Um, I guess, I guess it would be, I would, I would step in front of her in the present, use the staff to go behind her in the future. So the, like the stop the motion and then like grab in the future. Does that make sense? Yes. Um, so as you're thinking future, the staff seems to react a little bit differently, like glow just slightly off. Um, and you see two screens in front of you. One of them shows you tripping Punnett and her going sprawling and the necklace flying off towards Pearl. The other one shows Punnett tripping you and throwing you into the portal. Oh, I definitely want the one without the necklace. The necklace <laughs> off. Uh, act under pressure. Oh, my. Okay. Oh, man. Uh, I kind of want to use <clears throat> pay it backward again. No. Mm. I still got one. I know. So you know. Yeah, no, I can't. I can't risk it. I uh, My brain is just, I, I, I'm reading these riddles and I'm loving it. But I'm also hating because of how confusing it is. But I'm loving it. <laughs> I, I, love, I, love, I, I love this puzzle. I got an eight, GM. Okay, so you deactivate the scepter and Punnett's startling and you trip them but you also kind of stumble and lose the scepter off to the side into a pile of boxes. Um, the necklace goes flying towards Pearl. Chico, you still have the monocle. Mm -hmm. And the voice calls out, oh, well, look, new followers here to bring me into the hell realm. And then so I may escape to the mortal one. Thank you so much. What do you do? And Punnett is on the floor sprawled. okay so i look through the monocle and i see what again so use the portal stays the same mm -hmm. but the timeline just switches through all the ones that we've seen so like you see a forest you see the brewery storage you see theater storage you see different people so instead of punnet it's like a tall elven woman um instead of your friends it's different fire breathing kittens guild members um at one point there's people that look like they're guild members, but instead of fire-breathing kitten tattoos, they have fire-breathing puppies tattoos. Um, and it just kind of flips between all of them. But the same constant is that portal. Um, GM, I, mm. I have something I want to do, but I was going to let other people take actions, but I do have something in mind for... Okay, Pearl, what do you do with the necklace at your feet? We'll start okay, there. So, I will definitely grab it and immediately put it on. Awesome. Roll weird for me. Huh? 12. Oh, so nothing bad happens to you. Yay! Uh, <laughs> so the amulet resembles an hourglass um, suspended within a delicate silver frame. As you put it on, it kind of spins and time slows for you. And since you've been suspended in stars and like had a weird time thing anyways... You understand that time is not slowed for everybody else. You are moving 
really, really fast Mm -hmm. through everything you do. Well, we'll let you settle with that. Errol and Chico, what are you guys up to? Errol, did you have something? Or Chico, did you have something in mind? I'm Errol. Um, as far as I'm aware, I can't, I can't interact with any of the timelines, can I? No, I can just, I can only see it. So the only constant, so the only key clue I'm, I'm getting is that no matter what, no matter what timeline, this portal is always constant. So I feel like nothing can be done or this, or this is what needs to be dealt with. I believe this might be the, 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 the veil shall part. I believe this is the veil that's parting and we need to destroy it, block it, uh, or we have to deal with it in some way. So I believe that's what the clue is that this is the, this is the key. This is the key thing we have to deal with. At least that's what I can get from this. So definitely this is, we're in the right, we're in the right place. We just got to figure out how to, oh, uh, oh, you know what? If I keep an eye on it, maybe I'll get clues on, how it shuts because it might shut in other realities, you know, might be dealt with in other realities. So I'll keep an eye on the portal and see if some things are happening in these other realities while you guys are doing your, your part with your amulet, with your relics. Okay. Roll plus weird for me. And then while you're doing Mm -hmm. that, Errol, what are you up to? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. I wanted to use a grifter and it allows me to ask you what will convince this person to do what I want. And, and I'm targeting Punnett with this. Talk about broken promises to Opie and make Punnett feel bad. Okay. And in that case, I would like to uh, manipulate someone and I'm going to say, um, Punnett, whatever this is, it's causing you to miss out on Opie's birthday. And he's very sad, and we need you to come back with us. Whatever this thing is telling you, it's lying to you. Okay, roll manipulate someone. What was that weird roll? 12 total. Ooh, perfect. As you're kind of messing with the monocle, you're getting better and better at flipping between things. Like, you can do it on purpose, Mm. and you can watch a little bit. You happen to catch quite a few different realities that seem to be at least similar enough that there are adventurers here as you look around. Mm. And it seems they all are using the, they're throwing the, what's the word I'm looking for? Artifacts. They're throwing the mm-hmm. artifacts into the portal. Um, I got a 13 on manipulate someone. Hmm. Well, well, everyone, what happens to the portal as they're doing that? They're all just doing it together? Like they're starting to. We will hop back to that in a mm-hmm. second. Uh, as after what you said to Punnett, Punnett kind of stops. And it's almost as if she's shaking off something and she kind of falls to her knees and she goes, I just, I just, I ac- I've killed so many people on accident and I was just trying to bring them back because, you know, my sister hates me and I just can't seem to do anything right in my life. And, and he said if I just let him come in, he would fix everything and I wouldn't have to worry about it ever again. And I never wanted to hurt Opie. He's such, he's the only good friend I have in this life, which I know is weird because I am an adult, but you just can't. <laughs> Like, he just, he's so sweet, and he comes and loves theater, and, and he likes to act, and, and I just, and she's just having a meltdown. She is not a problem anymore. I'm going to put my arm over her shoulder, and I'm going to say, his birthday isn't over yet. I, I, I guess not, but uh, if we don't stop whatever this is, uh, birthday's going to be the least of our problems. So, Keeper, I have a clarifying question about the amulet. 
you're mm-hmm. saying that the hourglass flipped and no time, it felt like no time was passing for Pearl, but on the outside, time is passing very quickly. It's more like you're moving through time quickly. So everything feels like everyone else feels really slowed down. Gotcha. So you could like, kind of like the flash a little yeah. bit. No, I got you. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and with that, I'll grab that scepter that I dropped. Awesome. All right. So uh, Chico, you just see them throwing the artifacts into the portal mm-hmm. and a blinding flash of light. And that's all you get. Mm-hmm. I think I have an idea. So that scepter can, you can go back, you can, it sends you back in time, you say? Yeah, like. It has sent. I'm sorry. It has sent him back in time and has also sent him forward in time, Mm. just as a reminder. Okay, so I think if we throw these things in the portal, we explode, but we can prevent us from getting exploded by throwing it, by doing some time manipulation. What do you guys think? But. The thing is, though, it seems like that's not going to actually so like this will probably happen again, because if you've seen that every like in a lot of these timelines, the things get thrown in and the portal's still there. It doesn't seem like that's an actual solution. Uh, so he can't see what happens after they're thrown in. He just sees uh, the flash of light. But you can use that scepter to see what happens after. Hmm. Hey, hey, Errol, why don't you put this monocle back on? And then see what ha- and see if you can see what happens forward in time looking through. You know what I mean? Uh, I can try, I guess. Uh, I'll, I'll put the monocle on and I will try to... I guess that would mean I would need to go to the future five seconds. I will also put the amulet on Errol so that Errol's moving at like super fast speed. So it's not like, you know, that. taking time. Right. So it's like he can try different things in a very short amount of time. We believe in you, Errol. Confidence. Confidence. <laughs> Errol, there's a voice in your head now that you have all three artifacts. And it says, tell me your deepest desire. I'm sure we could figure something out. I mean, you don't have to destroy all the artifacts you could be so powerful with them if you just kept them and i could help guide you just as an advisor nothing else just to help you get your greatest dreams i'm living the dream baby (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and i'll try to i'll try to go forward in time to see what i see with the monocle uh you don't see anything it just bumps you back like there's like an error code as magical error code and the voice says ah, ah, ah these are powerful but if you're thinking of destroying them you don't get to see them destroyed because their power wouldn't exist it wouldn't be good if i created things that would destroy the universe by getting into paradoxes now would it uh it didn't work guys any other ideas um we can lock them in a the box and never think about them again <laughs> That is true. Although. Maybe give it to someone we can trust. Maybe like, I don't know. Like maybe I have no idea who we could give it to. So that, so the amulet allows you to do things quickly. Yeah. It speeds up time for you. Like your personal time. Yep. So the amulet speeds up time. So you could move quickly. The 
staff allows you to see different outcomes and manipulate them. And the monocle allows you to see different realities. So in some realities, the reason um, Chico could see the stuff getting thrown in is because they did it sooner than a different reality. So they're on the same time as you, just whatever's happening in that reality is happening. And and the effect of them throwing them in the portal, it just... It's a flash of light. Like, it seems like that's the right answer, but at the same time, I'm like, what if it's a trick, you know? Like, what if that doesn't actually destroy it? So when I activate the staff and I go into the future, if I have the idea, if I think of throwing all the things into the portal and then I activate the fa- uh, the staff to try and send me to the future, will that show me that outcome? Nope. It just kind of error codes, doesn't do anything. We got to take a chance. This is our decision. GM's given us everything. All right. I guess we each take one and throw them all at the same time and run. I like this idea. <laughs> Give me back the monocle. I like it. I'll say that one's mine. And then you take the uh, pearl. You take the amulet because that's like yours. And then Errol, you take the scepter. And we throw it on three. Ready? One, two, three. We- <laughs> you chuck them in. Run! And I'm not going to make you roll for this. And a flash of blue light goes over you and you hear the dying screams of that deep voice and then you're sitting at a dining table and Opie's at the head and Punnett is down at the end performing a song there's birthday banners everywhere there's little mushroom decorations your gifts are wrapped like you see gifts that have your names on the tag as the from and they but somehow you know they're the same gifts that you gave Opie earlier um, Pearl, yours just is happy birthday written out on music paper so you can perform when he gets to it. And everybody's just having a grand time. Bruce is there and Ruby is there. And you're all just whining and dining. Um, Pearl, there's something I gotta confess. Yes? I've never been to this casino before. And with that, <laughs> we were joined today by <laughs> Chico. Well, this is just a sweet birthday party, and man, it couldn't, it couldn't have ended any better. Errol. Uh, how the turntables turn. <laughs> and Pearl. Why do I still have a sinking feeling about this? And don't forget, we read our reviews halfway through the episode, which means they get listened to. So if you would like to leave us a review, leave it on whatever podcatcher you use. Bye. 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 Have you heard of Disney Dependent? This is the not-so-family-friendly Disney podcast. It's an entertainment podcast for fellow Disney addicts. You'll find irreverent Disney humor, unsolicited bathroom expertise, and confidently delivered misconceptions. Check out Disney Dependent, a podcast.